My name's Steve. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. All right, coming up, we got a review of Mission Impossible Fallout. We're also going to be talking about uh, some good chase scenes in films and just breaking out what makes a good chase scene to us. We also got some other movies that we watched during the week. And uh, is that it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Ooh, snappy this week, huh? <laughs> snappy. But uh, yeah, should be a good episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please go ahead, leave a review, share the podcast. That would help a bit. Follow us on Instagram, hit poke on Facebook. All that would be great. Swipe right on Tinder. I believe that was removed. Oh, the pokes? I believe so. That's uh, they used to poke all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how was uh, your week, Steve? I was like, a more of a flirting or just like just poking around? Yeah, I'm people? actually to uh, get people to hit me back. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's actually weird. I'd rather talk about that than my week because I feel like that's such an interesting concept. That I never understood poking. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that that well, was. Well, now it. you can wave. <laughs> just yeah, wait. What? You send a wave. Okay. So so they got rid of poking and just replaced it with wave. Yeah. And waving is well, just it's like because uh, hey. the the whole Me Too movement. You know, you can't just be poking girls. Oh, that's Actually, exa- I think that's exactly <laughs> what Mark Zuckerberg was like sitting there. He's like, no, we can't have this shit anymore. I think you can still poke. Really? You might be able to poke. All right. Know. Well, I'm going to talk about my week, and you yeah. figure out the poking situation over there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just poked somebody. Who'd you oh. poke? <laughs> Emily. Oh, that's weird. Lame. Lame. It says Emily has not responded to your last poke. <laughs> <laughs> So you already poked her. <laughs> yeah. Got she's sitting there just like, just like what Stop the poking. fuck? Uh, yeah, my week has been a very good week. Uh, worked on some cool shit, some cool projects coming down the pipeline, like always. Uh, wow. Yeah, inside and outside and all around work. That's what happens. That's uh, cool. I'm trying to think of something else that's happened. I think something did go down, and I just can't remember. Are you thinking in real time? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> well, 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 while I think, Thomas, do you want to talk about your week? Because uh, you decided to skip last week? I did. From what I understood? Did not decide to skip. First of all, you I went, don't want to... Uh, streaming. Yeah, no. you are streaming. That, that's I don't want to su- hear any more shit about me skipping from Sean because... I believe Sean is the only person here who has skipped. I like how we just, just air out our dirty laundry on this. Because Sean has skipped because he couldn't get a ticket and also because he wanted to go to a museum in Queens. That's the old me. All right. I <laughs> Every single time I've skipped has been a le- legit excuse. I don't have the I don't work nine to five like you guys. So, and I, you know, Steve's hey, kind of in the same boat with me. He skipped a week for the same reason like two weeks ago. Yeah, because my job said, hey, you have to do this. Well, first of all, my... Bill said, "You have to do this." <laughs> so I worked last weekend. My my wallet was like was like, "Yeah, you really need He's to do like, this." Man. I was I was getting in the car coming to the podcast. And my wallet like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" He opened up. He's like, "Bro, we got we got to make money." So that's what we We're did. Thirsty. We're hungry out here. <laughs> we ain't hungry no hey, more, <laughs> Tyrese. <laughs> So I, I worked on a magic show, and um, this is a very interesting shoot. It was uh, they're shooting this magic show. This way, what? It's a magic show that's playing. I signed an NDA, but like it's playing in theaters now, not a, not a like an actual like stage play. Just like what were you it's, working on? It's a magic show produced by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, you got to meet him, NPH. No, himself. he was not there. Oh, that fucking sucks. But I got to meet the magician, and that's, this, this magic show lame. <laughs> No, it's pretty cool. The magic show set up more of like an emotional, like storytelling stage play with magic. So he kind of rethinks like magic and everything. Uh, I, do I even see the title? Because like I signed an NDA, but like does that just mean 
Do you think that they're actually? Do you All think right. anyone's gonna track they're not you gonna down? Find this. You're right. And if they do, but I told people on I'll, set about it. All right, like yeah. The producer and stuff but about our podcast. Did I you pro- really? Yeah, I promote my. Do you my promote shit. your work everywhere you go? Yeah, that's course. great. I love it. Uh, but anyways, the magic show is cool. However, I'm a skeptic. I'm a jerk. Just what you're a skeptic. I didn't know that. So basically, there's two shows a night. Both days we shot both shows. So I. Got to kind of study everything four times, right? So you know all the magic tricks. I think I figured them all out. I'm very proud of myself. But basically, um, I thought people are like, no way, when I gave them my theory. And I'm like, have you seen The Prestige, the movie? Do you remember the whole theme of like The Prestige was uh, the fact that magicians will go to like ridiculous lengths, even though you don't think they would, just to complete the trick? Yeah, it's all practice. Wait, is no, I don't hear your mic. What's going on? Did you shut it off? Oh, yeah, the button got turned off. On the microphone. On your mic. It slid into the nook. Damn, how long has that been? I think I just recently. Oh, okay, cool. We're back All right, Sean, Sean's back. His microphone didn't work. Uh, but, yeah, basically, uh, people don't realize that magicians will go to great lengths to do some dumb shit. And, uh, yeah. And that was my week. Weekend. And then cool. this week, I... Pretty much did nothing. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> I was yeah. really hoping for something. <laughs> no, nah, I just stayed in, worked. You want to talk about your 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 stri- your Twitch? <clears throat> oh, that's. Are you going to promote your Twitch? It's not a real thing. I mean, I don't know. Just I haven't even really been doing it. You lately. sound disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really you only been out. doing it for a week, and you're like, because something's happening right now. No, it's just um, I'm not that passionate about it. I just thought it would be fun to. Like, hey, I'm going to play video Can games. Can we come on your Twitch channel and do an sh- episode? <laughs> That'd be weird. I don't, I don't think know. We can we watch can... it, but sure. Yeah. Might as well, right? All right. What about cool. you guys? Harvey, anything cool? Nothing cool. Uh, okay. I, just, I just worked and stuff. Uh, had some early nights. It was, it was a restful week. Nice, nice. Restful. Like a good Christian. Yeah. Cool. My mom always tell me. <laughs> Yeah, same old. Uh, didn't do much either. Um, just stayed in, played with the cats. Cats are doing great, by the way. One of them's... Uh, <laughs> Nobody asked. <laughs> He's like, thanks for asking, guys. The cats are great. One has a slight limp, but we've looked past it. What? A limp? Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. You shouldn't look No, past she, it. we got her like that. Which one? The Elsie? Yeah, Elsie. But uh, it's all good, though. I, she can still jump and run. I love my goddaughters. They're they're great. They're very, very cute. Yeah. What yeah, about your godsons, bro? Whoa! I don't know about that. Well, you won't claim my. Kitties? I don't. Cl- I don't claim. I don't claim any of them. My, my kitties are adorable. They're not kitties anymore. Yeah, they're grown ass men. That's true. <laughs> they're just mooching All off right, at this point. The right it's time for them to move out. But uh, yeah, let's talk about movies. So, did you lose the game? No, I lost the there game. There was no game. Well, I, well actually... I lost the game to Patrick, but I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> I purposely didn't watch it. Oh He's not God. here. He, he might not even listen. To this. Exactly. So Actually, dude, let's that's a waste of a movie. Up. Watch. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. And it's a movie that I've seen in like snippets that, throughout my life. Snippets. This, this is the yeah, like first on TV time. And shit. This is the first time I'll allow you to to not. Dude, what was this movie? movie? You don't get to come here, stop by, leave a review, and dip. Yeah. God damn it. But uh, so who else wants to go? You, uh, I guess you, since you have. Yeah, I guess I'm overdue a little bit, and uh, Harvey may have been waiting to talk to me about something. Okay. All right. I like how just Harvey just sits there with his arms crossed. He's insane. He's like, no. Yeah. Sit down. Talk about. So Harvey <laughs> alluded to he he cut his review a little bit short about a particular movie. 
because he knew I saw it, and I appreciate that. Uh, that was uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And that's uh, the documentary about Mr. Rogers, right? Fred Rogers, the man. So, uh, Harvey, let me ask you a question. What's up? How many times did you cry? Uh, Like, a couple small times. Like I got, like, misty out like, a couple small times, but then at the end, there was one big cry. <laughs> All right. I had two big cries and three small cries. When you guys cries. say cry, are you guys actually exaggerating you cried? No, I, I legit cried. cried. I legit cried. Really? Literally, I wiped, like, wiped, wiped like, it off. I haven't cried like, in a movie since I was a child. Just like, like the breathing, Not, like dude, you're doing the watch, heavy pants. Watch this. The whole well, room. I went to go see it Thursday night, but Movie Pass was shut down because they ran out of funds. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, you might not cry. I want I want you to go, and I want to see if you cry. And okay, it'll, come it'll, with me. It'll let me judge your character. All right. So. I'll live stream it, me the, watching uh, the movie. All I heard at the end of the we'll movie. We'll have a cry meter. Yeah. <laughs> and like it'll, it'll show if I'm like tensing up my asshole or some shit to hold it in. <laughs> is, that how you, is that how you saw me yeah. cry? Uh, <laughs> no, daddy. <laughs> all right, so a little little bit more on that, right? This is the first time in a long time where I I choked on tears. Well, I've, I've like, never choked on tears. I don't think. What I, I mean by kid. what I mean by choke is like where you kind of like feel the tenseness in your throat. And well, you kinda, I guess don't let me know why you cried. There's no the, like the point of the. There's movie. no like like reveal or plot yeah. or like that will make you cry. It's just the general. The words of Fred dude, Rogers. It's there's nothing. Well, different things will make different people cry in this movie. Like, certain things that made Tavi cry didn't make me cry. But, like, there are some things that universally everyone was crying. Okay. Uh, all right. So, that being said, I do think this is one of the uh, the best documentaries I've seen in a very long time. It's, uh, like, I didn't even watch that show as a kid. Like, when I was really, really young, maybe my parents had thrown me Was this your first uh, theater doc? I think so. I've actually never seen a documentary theater. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be weird, but it was actually... I also wanted to go see uh, Three Identical Strangers. Heard that's making the rounds. <laughs> yeah. It's doing really well. Luckily, I've avoided the actual story. Cause there is Me a, too. There is a yeah, twist. Yeah, I don't want to read up. Yeah, I don't know what happened either. So, um, anyways, Won't You Be My Neighbor was... Um, it, it was fucking visceral and crazy how, how fucking deeply emotionally impacted I was. And uh, basically, the whole thing that got me of the movie was just the idea that there's always going to be this constant struggle against evil and not like you know textbook movie evil but like just awful shit you know and um and i think that's what uh what really sets it off for me there's some scenes in here that that stand alone like they would just be clips on youtube that i would just watch like um harvey do you remember when he was with the gorilla yeah that was that was intense for me. Yeah. There was something about that scene where he's he's exchanging expressions of love with a gorilla and you you get this weird feeling that somehow this gorilla has more love in its heart than half the people, you know, in the world right now. That's not half the people, that's not true, but what I'm saying is like there's just so much terrible shit in the world. And then, um, so the movie kind of covers his life. I haven't really talked about the movie and like what it covers and everything because I've been too hung up on the emotional side of things. But it kind of covers a little bit of his childhood, not a not a bunch, but it will go into like his uh, past and and how he was uh, a pastor, and he uh, he kind of left that 
life behind to like reach people in a different way. He was still a good old Christian man, you know, doing the Lord's work. And he work. was still an ordained. Uh, yeah, he was still an ordained pastor, right? But he was using his methods instead of being like a a preachy televangelist. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to talk to children in a way that nobody else was talking to them, and he, you know. Children are so used to just explosions and colors in their face, right? They're just like, bum, like get the kids entertained as much as you can to keep them watching the shows, but they're not in taking any uh, valuable uh, information and, or perspectives. So there's a lot of uh, groundbreaking shit that he did, and like I just don't imagine a scenario where nobody would like this documentary, and I don't imagine a scenario where like anyone could fault this guy for who he was. It's like I'm a I'm a fucking staunch atheist, and yet this guy is just like miles ahead of me in, in goodness, you know, and and like he doesn't I don't think he was the kind of person to preach religion at all, and I think it had nothing to do with his message. I mean, one would argue the the message of of Jesus Christ would uh would coincide with what he's doing, but I don't think that was his motivation, to be honest. And he also uh, they they cover the fact that he was a registered Republican. His whole life, which is um could strike some some bad vibes for like the very far left crowd, but like I said, man, there's this particular part of the movie where <clears throat> there's a certain era of Mr. Rogers' life where he gets accused of people like um, who was it? Was it like a Fox News newscaster? Yeah, it was like Fox News correspondents blaming yeah. him for destroying the generation. So you know how like the new thing is like um. Everyone needs a fucking, you know, tough love, pull your bootstraps up and uh, and try to, uh, you know, not every kid is special. You know, you got to work hard for things in life. And they were trying to accuse him of just telling uh, children that everyone's special so that nobody does anything good. Or, or, or I don't remember what the argument was, but like that's so relevant today. It's insane. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is about that whole situation, too, like that was one of those moments that was uh of that movie that was really important to me. So actually I've had like this discussion with like one person in particular in my life. And it, it was like a pretty like heated argument about like, uh, should people have to do extraordinary things in order to be, in order to feel special and told that they're special. Right. Um, yeah, I had that exact argument with somebody and, uh, yeah, that was basically Fred Rogers entire thing was telling people special wasn't to, uh, make them so full of themselves that they feel they don't have to uh, achieve anything in life. It's to tell them that they don't have to be extraordinary. They're already special. They don't have to be extraordinary to be, or to feel, uh, yeah. uh, uh, worthy of love or, or worthy of, um, of, of, of just feeling special. You don't have to accomplish anything. And that goes back to like how I like view people, how like, like for instance, all these stores and, and restaurants and everything, everywhere that people go to you know you go to target every day you go to you go to these stores that help you get the things you need in life and if nobody worked in those places you wouldn't fucking be able to go there so it's like the fact that you discredit people like that and tell them that they're they're nothing or something like that but anyways my point i was trying to make is it's just ironic how far republican like ideology has come from like mr rogers to now like it's crazy and this movie really highlights it in that particular section. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say besides tears. Mr. Rogers seems like a really cool guy. 
I never even watched the show really because like I don't know I, I think by the time my brother like got me watching like more mature shit not, like Dragon not Ball Z no like the X-Men cartoon at a very young age and stuff but um but I don't yeah you don't need to know much about them to watch this yeah. it's just uh I'm on the other end of the spectrum though like I I watched this movie or this show like yeah. fucking daily um like I, I still Same remember here. yeah I still remembered like all the all the songs and everything from the um the, the, that they were singing. Yeah. It was the only show they played on Guy on the TV. Oh, really? That's the only show, seriously? Like, on PBS. PBS is yeah. one of the only free channels in like outside the U.S. They also go into how he... um Yeah, he was the reason for that, too. Yeah, yeah he's, he secured money from the uh, governor. Guys, I just don't think there's going to be a scenario where I ag- agree with a Republican ordained pastor so much. Like it's <laughs> it's crazy to me. Like this guy's a saint. Like he's just the epitome of like a good person. Yeah. And even if you don't like uh completely connect with like the emotional side of the documentary or, or shed tears or anything, I think this you could appreciate this documentary for uh I don't know, actually showing you the life of this person that was like radically different from anyone I've ever fucking read about or or <laughs> or seen, especially like a television personality. Like he, like no one ever like talks shit about him, like or can like prove that he like did something bad or, or wasn't like a genuinely like just great person. Like he truly cared about children, and he um, he put that into everything that he uh that he worked on. It, it, he was an incredible incredible dude. The the things he was able to accomplish, it's a true. It's artist. really impressive. Yeah, a true artist. When you think about it in terms of creativity, the fact that he wrote the show and everything, like. I couldn't do that shit. Yeah, and like uh, even in the trailer, like they say that he was very radical, and he he actually was. Like the first episode they did, they kind of yeah. parallel paralleled the story with like things that were happening in Vietnam. It was pretty ballsy. It's radical as fuck, man. But not yeah. It's like it's good though. He he wasn't harming the children in any way. Yeah, and he was like talking about death uh, and and that and that's uh. I had someone I I worked with um who had kids at a young age, and they told me that the the best thing that you can do is treat your, talk to your kid like an adult, not like hold them to the same responsibility as an adult, but let them understand the world around you as an adult. And, um, I don't know. A lot of the good parents I see do that. And then people who are like into child rearing, who, you know, just pump out babies and treat them like babies and children. Like, I don't think those kids are. I mean, I don't know. Let's let's be honest. You know, there's a lot of mediocre parents out there. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Yeah, I'm just always just like pumping out babies. It's just like there's a lot of mediocre parents. On there. I like that. There is, man. They just like keep them alive. You know, keeping a kid alive is easy as fuck. <laughs> it's it's shaping them into. I think my parents would beg to differ. It's like keeping me alive was like seems like a priority. This is like, like this motherfucker is just doing stupid shit. Well, that's that's different. Yeah, we're <laughs> a bunch of degenerates. But anyways, five five out of five for me, man. This is a five out of five. This is um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it'll be top ten of the year for me. Top ten easily. Cool. Yeah, it's it's one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, for yeah, sure. It's right up there with uh, I Am Not Your Negro. For yeah, me. I have to, to catch that one. Another one I've heard I really want to see is Gleason. Oh, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I've seen Gleason. It's on Amazon. Is it brutal? It's pretty sad. Another good one I would recommend to everybody listening is uh, Cuba and the Cameraman. Yeah. That one I feel like almost made me cry. 
I I want you to see Won't You Be My Neighbor and let me know how you get affected emotionally because okay. the, this I've one, heard uh, Cartel Land's good too. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, here's the thing with Won't You Be yeah, My Neighbor. Like- <laughs> none of the things that made me cry were tragedies or sad. It's because he was so beautiful as a person. There's something about it. Like something about the 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 way you relate. I, I can't explain it. Man. He was, yeah, he was... Especially, he was like really good with fucking words, and he was really good at connecting you with, I don't know, that soft spot in your fucking heart where that kid lives. Yeah, and dude, crazy. Yeah, he was really he was really good at that. Five out of five. Uh, I'll briefly mention what else I watched. Um, you guys are familiar with a movie called Spring Break Forever? Spring Breakers. Really? You've watched that? Yes, I've been dying to watch this movie for a long time. I don't know why I've Do you know it it's so one of Harvey's favorites? Is it really? No, it's not. I feel like you love that no, movie. No, I don't lo- I don't hate it or love it. I I'm I, I definitely don't love it. I kind of like it. It's um it's not a perfect movie by any means. It's not a great movie by any means, I think, but it's I think it has It's definitely not a perfect movie. Yeah, I think it has a lot of interesting things in it. Yes. Uh, All right. So, movie. Spring Breakers real quick is a Harmony Corinne movie. Uh, it's like, I don't even, I don't even have the synopsis pulled up. I should. I don't know why I've been slacking, but I actually didn't really want to. I got it memorized if you want me to. Really? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually don't really want to talk about this for, for more than a couple minutes, but. Your boy Riff Raff? (laughs) Four college girls hold up a restaurant in order to fund their spring break vacation. While partying, drinking, taking drugs, they're arrested. Only to be bailed out by a drug and arms dealer. All right, let's just get cut to the chase here, right? You got James Franco <laughs> playing... Riff Raff. Ca- yeah, he's playing a version of Riff Raff. I mean, I don't know if he is, uh, if I'm honest. I mean, he's physically inspired by Riff I think Raff. a little bit, but yeah. I don't think his personality is that Riff The Raff. actual guy he's inspired by is in the movie, actually. He, he plays like one of the uh, like one of the hype men when he's at the rap show. Oh, really? He's the white guy with the dreads. He's inspired by that guy. Well, well all right. I gotta say, this is probably James Franco's one of his best roles. I almost like it. I probably like it more than him playing Tommy Wiseau. Maybe not, but it's hilarious, man. It's fascinating to see. It, it's he killed it. I don't know. I always like when you think of James Franco, right? You think he's probably from California, right? Yeah. He's probably Paul Alto. Probably uh, raised going to theater and art schools. But the fact that he's able to transform into a fucking white guy in Florida with cornrows that I've met before with a grill. I've seen these motherfuckers. I spot them out in the wild. And the way he plays it is just like, it's fucking brilliant, bro. Like, it's so good. And uh, he just keeps telling the girls to look at all his shit. Look at all my shit. Dude. Look at all my shit. Have you seen this movie? Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) The fucking gun. (laughs) Look at all my shit. Yeah, the gun scene made me very uncomfortable in a weird way. We reviewed it on... um, That was our second episode of our 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 old, old, old podcast. I don't think it was on. Yeah, it was uh, when it was just me and Sean flying solo. That movie... I enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to talk much about it, but it's on Netflix now, I believe, if you want to check it out. It's a very... So, like, if you're scrolling through it, oh, he's got on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Harvey's house. I don't, I don't, I don't like it very much. Agree, though, the way they shoot Florida looks pretty accurate. Yeah, like, just I, like, the, I like the, the way sunsets the sunsets and like I the think, way how still think, and like the way that the movie's put together is inspired by Terrence Malick. 
I would say a lot of his movies are inspired by yeah. Malick. Because the way, the way, the way his, his dialogue bleeds into other scenes and shit. Yeah. I like um, I, I would I would agree though. I think he captures Florida in like the most like true essence. Like because people just are kind of disillusioned. Like they really think like, oh yeah, Florida's is vacation. But I'm like, yo, there's a lot of fucking just like trash, shitty fucking trash. I would, I would fucking say places. it's like, like his style is like a mix of like Malik, and it, I think he and, captures it very well. Yeah, and like uh, maybe like Gus Van Sant, like yeah. if his first yeah, okay. Gummo was like that. Like yeah. a Gus Van I haven't Saint seen Gummo. But this all. movie is um, I like it's it's rooted in reality, like modern culture. Gucci Mane's in it. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of funny to see him re- like acting and like he's not a good actor, but it's kind of hilarious. But he's like playing himself. Yeah, he's playing himself, and it's kind of weird. But anyways, this movie's a lot of fun, and I would recommend it if you. It's nothing like you think it's. People be. hate this movie. Yeah, a lot of people. It's hate it's it. honestly like I actually I gave it a I think a two and a half when I first saw it. Uh, because it was jarring for me because I wasn't sure what the hell I was watching. I at think first. I think if you know Harmony Corinne, you you know that it's not going to be a fucking a have teen you ever seen drama uh, about Gummo spring break. No. All right. Well, I went in knowing that it wouldn't be like that, so I enjoyed this movie a lot. What would you score it? I'd give it a four, bro. Woo, dude! That performance alone, it. I'm just like I'm blown away by it. To be honest with you, James Franco's he's creepy as fuck in this movie, but. Which is not good for his. his Would real you life. argue that James Franco is just always creepy as fuck? <sighs> not in everything. Okay, he's creepy in this though because he's literally like fucking conning women. But um, did he like the Britney inspired uh, musical like number that they had? That was beautiful. Was that every time? That was honestly yeah. that was a That's great it. scene. I might watch that scene on my phone after the podcast. Love that scene. That is a great scene. There's a lot of great scenes in this. I would say the movie suffers from just the way it's like. If you're not into that style, it's kind of choppy and, and annoying for some people. But those scenes alone and his performance saves it for me. Uh, real quick, can I get one more, guys? Sure. Actually, yeah, I wanted to, the opening scene of that movie was shot at my friend's house too, which is interesting. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. You were living. I forgot yeah. this movie's in Tampa, and you were living out was, there for uh, so long. Corey Bowser's house. I know Corey Bowser. Yeah, that was the opening shot where they're like, serious? Yeah, where they're sitting like in the living room and stuff, and there's like a dude. Bowser's in it. What? The dude with the tattoos in the what beginning the is Bowser. What the fuck? I need to rewind. I'm going yeah. on Netflix as soon as you guys start. Uh, one of uh, Jesse's friends is in the movie, too. Damn. Uh, yeah. Where was I? I missed the. I guess I wasn't in I Tampa. I missed it, too. Yeah. Like I missed a lot the of, casting call. There's a lot of leftover. Hey, you want to come over? This guy's. Kind like, of uh, in the party That's scene. crazy. I know yeah. Corey Bowser. That's so yeah. weird. Yeah, he's just skating PSL. Yeah, watch the beginning of it. He's in it. Fuck. That's cool. Anyways, uh, you guys watched a movie last week as a group, and I went and saw it. Corey hates it, by the way. He hates the movie? Yeah, he hates yeah, the movie. Like, that movie's trash. I thought it was going to be a fun. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that's weird. I love that movie. I would say love. I thought it was going to be a ratchet I, movie. I like it a lot. I like that movie a lot. Uh, let's see. Blind Spotting. You guys aware of this film? I heard about it. Yeah, you guys heard about it. This I, heard, is, I, heard, I heard someone gave it a five out of five. That's bold. That'd be I. That is bold. I stand by it. Woo! Uh, five out of five. high, doesn't it, Sean? It's not high when you mean I'm, it. I'm guessing. Uh, I'm going to guess that Shomo gave it a five out of five. <laughs> I'm guessing Watch. that Shomo gave it a three I'm, out of five just like to be contrarian. And yeah, to make you Sean gave it a five guess. out of five. No, I didn't give it a five out of five. All right, what did you give it? Bitch, let me just give some Work thoughts. backwards. Work backwards, no. and then we build up nope, from there. No, I'm not doing that. All right, so blind spotting, they talked about it last week. 
the synopsis is short, so I'll read it. But if you didn't listen last week, because I wasn't on, because I know a lot of you listen because of me. You don't have to read all this shit. <laughs> while on probation, a black man begins to reevaluate his relationship with his volatile best friend. Oh, I thought they were going to say white friend. Ooh. <laughs> Same thing, that's, volatile, that's, white. That's where you got, like, he's like, he's, black well, man is black not where man. you, like, where well, you they, said they he was, like, specifically like, tried to, like, say he's a black man. And, and then thought, the white guy was just like, well, that didn't I, say I thought they would have put that in the synopsis. Anyways, do you guys remember me talking about this on the podcast when we chose it? I was not inspired to see it. Yeah. I don't know how you guys guessed that it was going to be good. Because the trailer does not do this. Well, movie the trailer is not even the movie. I know, the but movie, like the trailer focuses on but, the shooting. You, know, you can't blame me on uh, like thinking this ain't going to be good, right? No, because like that trailer was like I thought it was going to be like some dumb twist with the with the shooting and like he was going to have to like fend off some like crooked cops or something like just some. Nope, I didn't get that dumb, at all from the trailer. You didn't? Nope. I thought it was going to be like a very surreal, atmospheric, buddy. I thought it was going to be a drama. specifically. I thought it was going to be like I a, a, be a buddy too. dramedy. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was going to be like. Surreal well, okay. I thought I thought it was going to be surreal, but also thought it was going to involve some sort of um, plot that I was afraid they were going to not be good with. You know, like the way they handle it. But as you guys stated, this movie is essentially plotless. And uh, holy shit! I, I know you like plotless. I love plotless if it's done if it's done well. Um, and this movie does it well. The comedy is great. And uh, when I first saw the the what's the white actor's name? Is he even white with that? Oh, name? Raphael, Raphael Casal. Casal, yeah. Is that a, is that a Hispanic name? I want to say Sounds he's Italian. white. I want to say he's white because he looks white as fuck. I think but he's, he's white. I think he changed his name, didn't he? Probably it seems like something you Why would do. You? That's if you're, if, I mean, actors do it all the time. So when oh, I saw him, right, he's like this, like overly uh, sensational fucking Eminem character like he's just like really uppity and uh I was like I don't like this guy at all in the trailer like I could be friends with him I have a feeling I'm gonna like hate this guy because like I don't know he's like a white dude with a grill that party scene when a guy was like hey we have the same tattoo yeah (laughs) oh no I was in I was like oh but but basically um yes this movie tackles everything it should like the whole time, I, I kept saying, like, when is someone going to call this white dude out for, like, you know, how how he was brought up and how he's learned to do things? And they, they go into that in great detail. It's very well done. The comedy is spot on here. Uh, yeah, this is a fucking surprise hit, man. What do you Damn. give it? Four and a half. I would say I agree with Harvey. I listened to you guys talk about it. There's one thing I did agree with him about, and it was... Um, David Dick, uh, yeah. David, David. I think there's a level of inauthenticity to him. I, it doesn't detract from the film too much. But, but what is it though? Like I'm, I'm Here's curious. What it, is. it doesn't seem like. And Sean brought up a good point that he would change after a year of being on probation. I don't know if a year is enough time. To, is it? Is it his look? Is it? His it's demeanor? not his look. It he, like, it's ma- it's more so like he he doesn't seem like he would have committed. It, it doesn't seem like he would fuck up his life like that. But the thing is, like. I don't think he intentionally your, did it. I That's the thing. Like it's like a lot. A lot of it was just like circumstance, and it was just over a lot something. Of it was not circumstance. Yeah. A lot of it was stupidity. It was yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's just like everything kind of built up into like one moment, and he and I don't know. It's just like it wasn't like he was this bad fucking person, and everyone says that. Like you're not a bad person. 
like you're not a fucking gangbanger you're not a fucking hoodlum like it's just like it all built up to like one moment of like weakness yeah i guess but that, and, and, and I don't he think, doesn't seem like the person that would break under that moment how do you know what a person does that's the thing like it's any one an, of us i think any a, one of just us inferring could, i'm not like oh yeah but i'm just saying like any one of us is capable of that like no, i wouldn't I think, think so. i don't think you would have like a moment but like if someone triggered you and like you just had a bad no, fucking I mean, day we all have our limits and i just think his was i don't know i feel like i don't feel like that's unfair to say what do you think harvey i also think it was the environment that they chose to sh- uh show him reacting like that like he was with his friend who's also this guy who's you know kind of tough maybe fake or not and his girlfriend's there and he was insulted in front of everyone so i don't know you yeah, can only take I so much it shit. just it just carries throughout the movie that he um you know he seems a little more like yeah, it just doesn't seem like he would put himself in that situation a little bit. But I, I was able to look past this. Still a really good movie, but four I don't know. Is that what you were kind of gearing towards, Harvey? Uh, yeah. Wait, Steve, you yeah. gave it a four and a half. Yeah, I know. So what, yeah, he's no, like no, upset. No. <laughs> four and a half. That's pretty much you it, though. Son bitch. I mean, did, you, uh, did that scene hit you hard when they're moving? Just moving in general? That was you were a, a mover? Scene. Yeah, did he feel anything? Uh, I would when say when, when they were moving that house. portray moving. Yeah. When they were moving that we're house, that I was like, quick. fuck, they got a lot they're of work. They are doing it quick, and they are doing it with like big houses with two guys, which is not real. Uh, uh, I would say a movie that captures moving very well is... is uh, uh, Blue Valentine? That's right. That shit, I was like, bro, I've worked with those guys. <laughs> I swear my dad's hired them when we were upstate New York. <laughs> uh, anyways, good movie, though. Blind Spot, surprise hit. This new Oakland-based... Cool. Uh, you know, film thing. To me, I feel. I feel like, uh, I like every it. every every year or so we have like a new spot. Like I think a couple of years ago was Detroit. We were seeing a lot of movies taking place in like mm-hmm. Detroit. Now we're seeing Oakland. What's the next hotspot? I don't know. I I work with a guy Austin, I was, Texas. I was telling him about that movie, and he's from Oakland. He was uh he was saying, yeah, Oakland's gentrification is so different than Brooklyn. Yeah, I've been told that by some other people at work as well. It it happens like so sharply and so um. It's like weird, or like it doesn't like fit, the, like the contrast. Between yeah, them. whereas here, it just like it just literally in, encroaches over Brooklyn slowly. Mm-hmm. You can see it transforming everything, and now you're just like over in Oakland. I guess you can. You just happens overnight. You're like, what the fuck? That's the crazy. juice. I like the juice. Cool, uh, Harvey. Ten dollars. Um, I'll watch a few things. I'll keep it short since uh, we're running low on time. Chill. I'm sorry. Um, I watched uh, The Night Eats the World because Sean talked so about it, and I didn't know about it, and I like a good uh, horror movie, especially a zombie movie. Um, it barely touches on it, too, which is odd. What's up? I would say it barely touches on both of those genres. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you don't know what it is, uh, or if you forgot, yeah, after waking up in an apartment where only the, the night before a partying was raging, sh- sh- I'm sorry, Sam is forced to come up with, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard, hard time reading this. Sam is forced to come to grips with reality. He is now alone in the living dead, have invaded the streets of Paris. Petrified with fear, Sam is going to have to barricade himself inside the building and organize his survival. Um, I like uh, I like aspects of this movie, definitely. He um, he goes to what I believe is like his ex-girlfriend's house. She's now yeah. with like another guy. and he has She some... accidentally picks up when they're moving her stuff yeah. out. She takes his tapes. Yeah, she takes his music. And he's coming to pick it up. And it's weird that, I don't know, first of all, it's weird that he's coming when there's a party happening. I think that's very strange. He didn't know. 
He didn't know? Yeah, Is that what did. it was? Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, yeah. So he goes to uh, his ex-girlfriend's house and who lives with her new boyfriend to pick up his music. And um, he gets kind of engulfed in the party. Things happen. He gets a little bit drunk and he ends up falling asleep. And when he, when he wakes up, um, everyone is gone and there's blood on the walls. And um, I believe there may have been a zombie in the apartment. Uh, so it basically happened overnight while he was sleeping in their house. Um, he locked himself in the room and came out and there's a zombie apocalypse happening or a zombie outbreak happening. Um, yeah, the movie doesn't really go in a ho- very horror direction. It's mostly him alone and it kind of focuses on like the, the, uh, on kind of like the, on how his mind is breaking down over time and the psychological effects of being alone and in this apartment trying to survive. He doesn't encounter a whole lot of danger. He kind of clears the building and stuff with like relative ease. He has like a couple close encounters. So I can't necessarily say that this, this movie is frightening or horrifying in in any sense. There aren't any, um, there, aren't, there isn't a lot of time with the zombies either. Not a lot of zombie killing. Um, I was a bit disappointed with that. It wasn't like grotesque or anything. Um, it didn't provide any scares. I do like the the psychological aspects of it though. It kind of it like models the line between like a like a psychological horror in a way. He has um he has these tasks that he that he does like every day and it shows like the the how boring it is and the the um the toll that takes on him over time. Um, Let me ask you this. What's up? Would you have left the building? I mean, you would have to leave the building eventually because you need food. Yeah. And he would just run out of food eventually. So, yeah, I would have definitely left the building. Um, I would have done it a lot sooner than he did, if I'm honest. Um, I think he went I had about... A d- d- oh, I, the reason I asked is I had this debate with my girlfriend. I would stay. She would leave. Why would you? How could you say that? Well, I would I would make the house my base, so I'd go out like within the area and come get back. food yeah. and shit and come back. Yeah, that um, that could work. But yeah, zombies would know that you're there, and I think like the problem that he faces is that eventually, like a bunch of zombies n- know that he's in there, and they just start crowding around the place. Yeah, and just waiting to get in. That could happen. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I didn't really like this movie, if I'm honest. Um. I think that it had some interesting ideas, like the psychological aspects of it, uh, dealing with being alone during the zombie apocalypse. I think that's interesting, but it didn't uh, it didn't offer enough in that direction for me to truly love it for that, and it didn't provide enough hor- like uh, scary shit for me to consider this a good horror. Um, like the atmosphere that they built was kind of interesting. Um, I like the scenes where he's making music too; those are pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that was um, cool. But yeah, I would probably give it like a two out of two out of five. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched something pretty interesting. I watched uh, "Sorry to Bother You," uh, directed by Boots Riley. You guys were saying that um, it was really funny, so I thought I would give it a shot. Um, I wasn't too hot on it. Was it? Oh, I thought it was going to be like a shitty, like surreal movie, um, kind of like the Kuso movie I saw recently. Um, just very, uh, I don't know, just very like eccentric and uh, zany. Yeah, zany and and uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I like this movie. It was pretty good. Um, what's his name? Lakeith Stanfield. I like his character a lot. He's a telemarketer working in this weird uh organization that that uh 
I guess I can't really talk about what they do. But yeah, he's a telemarketer. He's working his way up the ranks in this organization. Power but yeah, none of this was in the trailer at all, which I ended up really enjoying and seeing his his character become conflicted with making money and uh, trying not to be like the broke person that he was and trying to make something out of himself. But at the same time, it's costing him uh, a huge part of himself and costing him like the the love and the the uh, friendships around him. Um, I liked I liked that. Uh, that dynamic a lot but yeah this movie was a lot funnier than i anticipated it has a lot of humor that's grounded and um and that scene just to cut you off oh, you're talking about comedy where he's like arguing with his friend he's like how's your tuesday like when he's like arguing oh, they're with his insulting friend. each yeah. other yeah 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 <laughs> buy your drink yeah um i oh. think this well yeah if you you can obviously tell in the trailer that this movie definitely is uh i think, I think that was in the trailer 40 on and he one. says and he said some cents. shit like he's just basically saying compliments the whole time. I, like, I think the rap scene is the most like popularly funny yeah, scene. That was I funny. need to fucking go see this man. This is wild. Which rap scene? When he's like, they're like forcing him to rap, and he just Come keeps on, saying man, that one rap. word. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The N word. Yeah. That's probably that was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite scenes. Laughed quite a bit there. But um, yeah, this movie does obviously have a lot of social commentary and a lot of the jokes and even the plot is rooted in uh, things it, that are happening doesn't now Doesn't it society. remind you a lot of um, Man Seeking Woman? A little bit. A little bit, Like yeah. the world, it, like, it even looks like a TV show the way it's edited. Yeah. With colors. Yeah, it is like an, this. it is very surreal and it's like an alternate uh, reality to ours, but it's very much, you know, like I said, rooted in... Uh, in our culture and in our society um it's very anti-capitalistic or anti-capitalism um but it's a really funny movie i would recommend this to pretty much anybody it does get weird and i think it could be too weird for some people but um yeah i would give it a four out of five easily that's a great movie nice actually i'd probably give it a four and a half who knows nice. i think a four and a half is that's fair. what i gave it man you can change your number it doesn't matter fun little little flick yeah, it's a good movie to just throw on. All right. I'm saying it on the podcast right now. I'm seeing this shit. Angelica Film Center, 820 Monday. Because everyone's seeing it and everyone's okay. Why are you going to Angelica? Because it's right by my job. You just hit something on the way back or something. Why that theater? It's because they're playing it at 820 and I get out around 7-ish. <sighs> this, this fits my schedule. Why are you rolling your eyes at Angelica? It's not a huge fan of the train going by and the shitty seat. I like Angelica. <laughs> seats are uncomfortable. If someone sits in front of you, their head... I would agree. Seat. When when someone sits in front of you, you're fucked the whole time. Florida Project, I only saw half the screen. I only saw half the movie. <laughs> I had to like, well, I wonder who she's having a conversation with. Uh, and the train like makes you feel like you're in an action movie. All right, movie. Steve, what you got? Uh, So I'm going to make this quick because... Like Harvey said, we're running short in time. I mean, it's not that bad. Uh, I went fast. It's pretty bad. Oh, so my one thing I watched was one thing I watched was the thing I had to rewatch it because uh, I don't know. I just had this urge. You know, it's been a couple. Uh, I think I would say like over two years since I've seen it, so I had to revisit it. Pretty sure I just watched this. Yeah, I gave it to you as a as an assignment, and it's still it's just it's. I think I really would agree that this is like his masterpiece, John Carpenter. Like it really is like hold up to like it still holds holds weight and i think it can really compete with like most horror movies released now you know um uh, and uh, it, it, practical effects still brilliant 
there's some parts where <laughs> just like little things I notice as uh, rewatching it now. And I, I think that's why I rewatch a lot of movies because sometimes I don't pick it up the first or second time viewing it. But uh, yeah, no, this, fo- this film still holds up for me. And it's, uh, I consider it still one of my favorite sci-fi horror films next to like Alien and like other films up there. Uh, but I do want to talk real quick about The Black Coat's Daughter. Uh, I got time. I had some time to watch this. Uh, I think this follows the trend of uh, particular horror movies that I watch with certain people, and and I realized like it's like this kind of horror movie will never be successful. Like I don't think you could ever release this and expect people to like fall in love with it. Uh, it's directed by Oz uh, Perkins, and it is about uh, in the dead of winter, Kate and Rose, two very different girls, find themselves spending a winter uh, break in a prestigious prep school. Uh, and it sounds really simple, but how the film progresses is, I, I would say, I wouldn't call it an occult. I guess it is kind of an occult film. It does definitely has that feel, uh, feel to it. Have you seen this, Sean? I feel uh, like I started it. I saw, I saw like twenty minutes of it and fell asleep because it, it's, it's a slow fucking. Yeah, it's, it's slow. And I it's put it on late at night. Yeah, this but is. No, it's on Netflix. Yeah, this is definitely a slow burn. Like if you. Or like, don't I've watch this. I've tried to at, watch this movie like three times. Do not watch this late at night. Do not watch it if you're tired. You have to kind of be yeah. wide awake and like take everything in, because I think this movie really builds a really great atmosphere in terms of just like cinematography, Dude, lighting, <laughs> soundtrack. I think it was one of the better parts for me at least. I, one that's time one I actually put the movie on, fell asleep, and woke up at the very end. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> and my girlfriend finished it. Uh, what did she think of it? I don't remember. It was a, like year, a year ago. A year ago. Um. I wouldn't say it's my favorite horror movie I've seen recently, but I did enjoy elements of it in terms of how slow it is. It really does take its time, and it doesn't go for cheap jump scares, which I appreciate. Uh, because this film really could have just taken the easy route. You know, it really is like it's set in a prep school. It has like lead, the leads are, uh, you know, young teenage girls. Like you could easily just make this into like a really cheap occult horror movie and, you know, go from there. But it does take its time and it does build an atmosphere. And I would say it's one movie I saw. I saw this with someone, and they definitely didn't appreciate it. They, I think, the one criticism they had was that I was like, there wasn't much talking in the movie, and I'm like, it's like sometimes you don't need people to constantly talk to uh, have a good horror movie. It builds the tension, and I think this movie has. I think that's the number one thing this movie I did like was the sound design. It's just it kind of just lets scenes sit there, and you kind of like watching the actors react to their environment. Uh, Overall, I would say I give this movie a three out of five. I think it's a solid, solid horror fl- flick, and I think uh, I think you would enjoy it if okay. you sat down I'll, I'll and watch like watch <laughs> watch the whole I'll thing through. It, yeah. uh, no, but it was a pleasant surprise because I remember uh, hearing about this film from other uh, one of my favorite like film cri- uh, critic uh, YouTube YouTubers, and they talked about this movie. I'm like, I need to watch this. You know, if they're giving it a pass or if they're giving it like a thumbs up, I should check it out. And that's all I watched. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. I've been uh, in a horror mode. Horror mode. So I'm gonna let you guys know right now. Like, if I lose, give me some, give me horror? some good. Okay. Yeah, give me some Keep good horror movies. Mind. Don't no sh- no shitty horror movies, you know. But give me something good. That's all there is. There are no shitty horror movies. <laughs> hey. Only shitty people. Damn. Oh damn! There's plenty that of shitty make horror, horror movies. movies. <laughs> 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 all right. So I'll briefly talk about my movies here. Um, I did. I did see Searching. This is the new John Cho movie. I'll briefly talk about this oh, yeah. because this movie out. Com- it comes out in a month, but uh, 
I had a, basically had like a lottery to see a special screen of it. You say you didn't tell us about this? No. Uh, <laughs> you can sign up at Sony.com and every once in a while, whenever they do pre-releases, they'll email you for with a ticket and you can go see it. Just wait. You had this insider information you didn't Wait, share. I told you guys about this when Logan came out. Remember a year ago? I asked you guys if you wanted to go. You didn't tell us shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to see Searching. Uh, I won't talk about it too much because obviously it comes out in a month and might ruin things. But I will say the movie is made by uh, an Indian guy. His name's Anish Chaganti. He used to work for Google. He used to make all of Google's uh, commercials and things like that. He used to be on the creative aspect of it. Um, so this is actually entirely his project, and it stars John Cho and Deborah Messon. John Cho plays a father who loses his uh, only daughter, and he's using the web to find her. And the story is only told through basically his screen we only see things like if he's on facetime he's i am in somebody or if he's like searching a website and the movie was very tense uh i liked it a lot actually i was very surprised i was not in too intrigued with this movie um there were some films like this that i did like a lot like unfriended and there's the other one i can never remember the fucking name of that horror movie with skype you know what i'm talking about the den the den yeah that's what it's called yeah um, but yeah, I like those two. Um, this movie is just as good, I would say. I think John Cho does an amazing job. It's a roller coaster. There's a lot of twists and turns, and it's very effective. One thing I don't like is that the marketing is basically capitalizing on that. This is such a unique approach to filmmaking, and it's so interesting, and no one's ever done before, which is false. Would um, you say? Um, would you say it reminds you of Locke? This movie, um. In a way, it's shot very differently, though. Locke is very beautiful to look at. Just uh, Tom Hardy driving the car, the lights and everything. It's and mostly on his face the entire time, though. Which yeah. Is, this yeah. movie uses phones and computers. Um, uh, so his face isn't com- always his, his, on the screen? Not always. The, mostly what you're seeing is him trying to recover like a f- password for an old email or him like trying to IM like, his daughter's friends on Facebook searching through like friends list and things like that and looking up news articles and watching videos texting somebody waiting for like that bubble to appear um it's i would say it's a huge i'll probably say this is the best that i've seen this done unfriended was pretty good in the way they approach it technically but this is probably miles ahead of that um i would say the thing that works most with this movie is that they establish a connection between the audience caring about him and his daughter from the beginning and why we want him to find the do- find his daughter, and uh, I think it's a very good writing on um, Anisha's uh, Ch- Chaganti's part. And uh, I think this is going to be a movie that heavily divides people. I think it's going to be a movie where fifty percent of the audience love it or just don't like it at all. For me, it works, and I think it's amazing. I think it's a huge accomplishment, and I think that everything about the plot is uh, effective. And uh, it might be a movie to make some people cry, actually. And I think it is a film that's written for the crowds, in my opinion. And it is PG-13, and it's pretty interesting that they pulled this off with a PG-13 movie with the subject matter. Uh, I give it a four and a half out of five. Hot damn. Wow. Yeah, I think it's... I saw the trailer for this, and I actually... It actually... No, it caught my interest. It looked good. It's pretty good. I love John Show, though. John Show does a great job. I saw him kiss a man in public. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um... (laughs) I guess Wait, what? I'm pretty sure I've told this story. I, I saw him filming something, and I was just oh, yeah, yeah, a few feet away. Yeah. 
All right, so I'll watch one other thing I'll briefly talk about. It's called Rosie and stars Nat Wolf and Stacey Martin and Tony Shalhoub and Johnny Knoxville playing a role that I've never seen him in before in my life. Um, so this movie is about Nat Wolf's character kidnapping um, Rosie, who's like this aspiring uh, actress slash model. He kidnaps her because he has an obsession with her. He 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 keeps her in his uh, grandmother's beautiful giant home. And he keeps her locked away in the cellar, and the story's told through flashbacks of her, like, navigating through New York, hooking up with these, like, men who don't really care about her, just about her appearance. Johnny Knoxville plays one of those men who's married and also using her as just, as a tool. Um, I would say that's probably the worst part of the movie, is Johnny any, anything with Johnny Knoxville in it. <laughs> Watching Johnny Knoxville be serious and like looking at like yeah, he's if on he the don't verge have a rattlesnake, of, yeah, biting the tip of his and, dick. In this I don't movie, he it. looks like he's on the verge of like breaking down every second, and I just can't watch it. It's just hard. Uh, not <laughs> action, just because I have any bias towards point. it; it's just that he's not a fucking good actor. Uh, Nat Wolf tries his best to save this movie, but just the plot is so unoriginal. It's such an ins- uninspired movie. Nothing about this movie is different. And I've seen this movie like a hundred times already. Um, the character of Rosie is very bland. There's nothing interesting about her, and I really don't care to see her like make it through like the scenario. And the the storytelling is just very bland. I would I don't see how this movie even got money to be made. Is this a kid from fucking Death Note? Yeah, and also um, Paulo Alto, as well. Uh, you could skip this movie. I'd probably give it like a one star. Jeez. Yeah, so that's it. So let's move on. Let's uh take a listen to a clip from uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which is probably just going to be a whole bunch of noise. <laughs> or or we could use an actual clip. Yeah, we'll like, do that. Yeah, maybe. All so right, let's take noise. a listen. What do you think you're doing, Erica? It may be your mission, but this is the CIA's plane. It doesn't take off without my say-so. We need reliable intelligence, so we need it now. Uh, this scenario is precisely why the IMF exists. The IMF is Halloween, Alan. A bunch of grown men in rubber masks playing trick-or-treat. And if he had held on to the plutonium in Berlin, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And his team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. And that's why I want one of my own men on the scene to appraise the situation. Agent Walker, special activities. His reputation precedes. You use a scalpel. I prefer a hammer. My man goes where no one goes. All right, so I'm just going to go off the top of my head with the plot synopsis here. Chill, don't do that. (laughs) Why not? uh, So the plot synopsis is a European guy tries to threaten the world. Uh, Tom Cruise has to save the world. While running. While running. Starring Tom Cruise. Real fast. Directed by Chris McGuire, who also did um, Rogue Nation. Uh uh, Uh No, he didn't do... Yeah, he did. No, he did Rogue Nation, but he didn't do Ghost Protocol. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much it. Anything else? Cinematography by Harab Hardy. Also, Goddamn. yeah. Also starring um, Henry Cavill, Those Alec Baldwin, um, Michelle Monaghan. Who else we got? Who else we got? Vanessa Kirby. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah. the redhead, huh? Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Um, who else we got? Uh, who else we got? Sean Penn. What? You say Sean Penn? Sean Penn. He's naming actors. Penn. Um, He's trying to think of the guy's Simon, name. Simon, 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 yeah. Pegg. Oh, Simon Pegg. I totally forgot I about him. I don't know why I was just like, dude, I was zoning out. Just like, Sean Penn, Simon Pegg, same fucking thing. Okay, so let's just same get into actor. the review. I think most of these plots are, in my opinion, are exactly the same. Yeah, there's nothing um, too special about The only things. one that was probably different is the first and second. Everything after that was the same plot. Am I wrong? 
Uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think you're there's, barely there's wrong. There's I mean, a, there's obviously there's incendiary the like steaks the are similar, but I think the pots are different. Yeah, the pots are different, but like yeah, the steaks are definitely. Yeah, yeah. People are gonna so, die unless he does something. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking okay. Um, Shoma, you lead off first this time. All right, let's talk about it. So uh, this is um, this has been crowned one of my favorite franchises. Um, it's one of those things that they could keep making, and I don't think I'm ever gonna go. All right, that's enough. You know, I think I'm always gonna want these for some reason. There's it's something just, about it. They're just so. There's w- something about Tom Cruise and like, and I, I. It's pretty easy as to why these are so good. And uh, but basically, um, yeah. So it's we got uh, the same director as the last one, but usually they have a different director. Usually, usually yes. It's usually never the same director. And that's a lot of people say that's why it feels like they all feel like kind of different. They're all different. They definitely are because I did not like Rogue Nation that much. Really? That's funny. I because mean, Rogue Nation is directed by the same guy. I know. I'm, I'm, and Rogue Nation's good, I think. I, I think like, it was like a three, three and a half at the most. But Ghost Protocol to me was was much better. I think that's the best one in the series. Yes, I be, I I agree. But this one. Might be up there. Might might bump it down. I don't know, man. I really enjoyed this one. This one um, had me like that. Like it had me in that tense state where you like try to pull yourself out. You're like, oh, it's just an action movie. It's not. It's not real. And then I kept getting tense. I was like, I don't care if it's not real. My palms got sweaty, dude. I was sweating, sweating hard, bro. Uh, Little things about my theater experience. Um, Real quick, I just want everyone to die. I'm done with everyone. Me and Steve had a okay theater experience. <laughs> Dude, that was awkward as fuck, though. Uh, me and Steve bought uh, tickets. They were in the same seats, so we tried to like let, sit next to each other. Anyways. Well, initially he's like, "I'm gonna sit here." I'm like, "Okay." And so we, we, yeah. Well, we, he's gonna, he was gonna sit like the one the, the seat that I got, and he's like, "Just so I got better seats up front, we're gonna go there." I'm like, "All right." So we go like there. I bought both seats. And like, I kid you not, it was just like five seconds. He was just like, this guy was just like, yeah, I think we're supposed to sit there. And then Sean like, oh, moves down. Got him. So I move over another one. And then five seconds later, these girls come. I was like, I think that's my seat. You piece of shit. And I was like, Steve, get out of my seat. And I'm like, I'm going to go back here. So I literally did like this. Oh, you guys watch oh, away from each yeah. other? That's, that's we bought terrible. popcorn to split. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's how confident I was. You got, Dude, we thought that we were definitely going to get I this. Want to to I was like, you want to go half his popcorn? <laughs> All right. Well, that's funny. My theater experience goes a little bit like this. Squeak, well, squeaky ass chair. I went to it. I go well, went this, to the worst theater in New I York. I know. I go to it because it's so close. And Which it, one? Like, if it's the empty, one that it's we nice. saw Foreigner in. That shit was brutal. I mean, I don't think it's any worse than Williamsburg. No, nah, that one was pretty it bad. It depends on the theater and it depends on the crowd. Williamsburg one has a good layout. I would say. What do you mean? Like the just the way the theaters are set I up. Think this one, the theaters are set up fine. Maybe. I, there's, dude, there's like 18 theaters. They're all different. Mine was weird. Mine was like offset from like the screen and shit. Maybe, but most of the theaters are fine. And if you see like the bigger movies, they're in like the bigger multi or the big. What a company uh, is this theater? It's Regal. Regal? Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> yeah, but it's passable for me. It's right down the street and it's super easy to get seats there at good time. They always have tons of show time. So. I go there because it takes me 15 minutes on a train. But I should have known a popular movie there is not ideal because, uh, boy, the mouth breathers come out in droves. So people will show up 15 minutes late to a movie. Now, I get that you're going to show up 15 minutes late because of the previews, right? That's fine. I'm talking they showed up 15 minutes after the movie started and they literally explained the whole plot in that first opening sequence. So, 
how did you think you were going to go see an impos- Mission Impossible movie and miss the first team, 15 minutes? I can't even talk. I'm so angry. And and just think that it's okay. You want to know why? Because you're a fucking idiot. You don't care about movies. You shouldn't be going to see movies. Hey, now, that movie our, our show one actually just now, had um, Philistines. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. I fucking wish. Dude, yeah. We so, have, it gets worse. It gets worse, right? The whole... They sit down. All I hear is just fucking murmuring. And then, and then she brought her own bag. And this is what I hear the whole movie. Right behind me. This is the <laughs> first time that I left and, and went to the front. You went to the front? I went to the front. I fucking made a grunt noise and like... Like I I don't I'm non confrontational. <laughs> kind of noise you made. I didn't. Want, I, it was a little bit something like this, but like I I don't want to be like shut the fuck up. I don't want to cause problems for other people and make people like less into the movie. So I just go <sighs> and I got up. <laughs> and did not go like that. I just I get up and I let out a big annoyed sigh and I go down like eight rows. I thought you were gonna be like, excuse me. And just like and there's assigned sit- seats too, but I knew like nobody else was coming. Damn, um, that sucks. I'm you sorry. even broke the rules, damn. Well, I mean, nobody. This is a big theater, and there's like. So what you think about the movie? So about the movie, <laughs> if if I had stayed there, I think I would have fucking hated this movie because I don't know, just, dude. I was missing parts of conversations because of the bag. I mean, this plot's not that hard to follow. <sighs> it doesn't matter. It's the principle. People it's actually the die. same plot as the as Rogue Nation. All right, well, they all need to die. People who go in movies in this manner. So, let's talk about the movie. So, the movie, I really love this franchise. I think Tom Cruise is one of the most charismatic guys on screen. Like, like I'm so afraid to watch Scientology documentaries because I don't want to think less of them. And, uh, <laughs> like, even in that movie American Made that a lot of us didn't like that much, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit and i just think he's just so charismatic he is so he fun. has that smirk that like just makes you drop your pants and i was actually um <laughs> and going back to that magic show the guy the guy said like tom cruise uh came to the magic show a lot of celebrities go i think oprah's going to see it um and he says he's the nicest fucking guy ever and uh yeah tom cruise is great and i think he's like he's just such a would you like, be his friend I think I would. I would too. I I, I don't know what would happen. Like I would if just you like brought be, up Scientology, but I don't know. I, I may I may I might consider it. I mean, I'll if you consider it, of course. I Imagine mean, he would be the weirdest fucking. Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> you know, think man. so? He I might know. just be normal. That might he, just be a thing he keeps normal. himself. I don't think he's normal, but I don't think he's gonna bring up Scientology. I don't think he's you're gonna be chill with him. Like he's like, you know what's great? What Scientology? Lo- yeah. <laughs> I don't think Scientology Maybe. would be the problem. Yeah. I think he would be so fucking weird to hang out with. I think he is like, one of those. But what's wrong like, with that? What's wrong with weird? Nothing wrong with weird. I'm been, I feel like there'd be some like little weird things that he does though. Like you just like he'll point little things out like that you do. Maybe. He's been the biggest actor in the world for like twenty fucking years. He's weird. Longer. He's got to be weird. I'm sure he's a little he's weird, normal. but I, I think he can. I think he he can. Uh, he's cordial. He's not. I mean, I think he's probably nice on the surface and like. But I, I don't think he, like he can person, easily bring out his weirdness. I think he's very good at controlling like he, himself. He, he's not. He's not like us in any way. Oh, of course, he can't relate to he's us. He's a demigod. Uh, so fucking Tom Cruise is great, and uh, we we really haven't talked much about this movie at all, and I'm sorry, but uh, so the plot, um, I recognize the guy, right? He was in Rogue Nation, the villain. He's they allude to him in the trailer a lot, the guy mm-hmm. with the beard. Um, and they kind of this is like a unique one because a lot of the times they do like very uh, 
like fresh stories, but this one kind of plays on the heels of uh, Rogue Nation. And I was kind of worried about that at first. I was like, oh, I wanted a new plot. Like, I yeah, wanted it's a, new... a direct sequel of Rogue Nation. Yeah, and that's fine. I actually didn't uh, didn't bother me after that, after I you know settled in and got away from the bag lady. And yeah, it's just this movie. It, it's just the choices they make. I think what makes these movies so successful, well, to me anyway, is is um it's their inability to compromise on quality. I think like other people will just like find the fastest way to a sequel to make more money. And I feel like you know these sequels are spaced out a lot, like yeah. six years, oftentimes seven years. And I think it's because they they craft them so meticulously so that they are quality action movies it's like it's like a paradox in a way because you expect action movies generally to be like i don't know i expect them to be shitty for the most part there's yeah, a lot like of shitty we, action we, movies. when you look at skyscraper like like all the work put in to like make some thrilling action scenes yeah. and like one scene in this movie puts that entire yeah, like movie this, to shame. Well, like yeah it, they, incredible yeah there's i think there's like obviously there's uh they're meticulous in how the way they craft these films and also but they, they don't they won't they don't, sell out yeah they won't sell out and they won't think about skyscraper the whole fucking movie people are fucking talking and saying things that that, that honestly just like it, it, it's just a whole bunch of nonsense and noise that is happening all at once. and they're just, just to expect- get to the action. Yeah, just right. to get to the action. And think about one scene in particular, I think early on in the in the film, where where camera movement, and it's a slow scene. It's not even building up to a huge set piece. It's just like, it's when they're trying to get a certain item from these guys. And it's just like camera movement and you're understanding like through their reactions and like how they... It, it's just like yeah. these little things that the actors and the characters bring to the table... And and the relationship that they yeah, they've it, made you build with uh, Ethan Hunt exactly is like you like when there's a sticky situation he's like he's better than a superhero because like there's something about him he, he it's makes luck you feel, honestly yeah, I feel like a lot of his he makes you dumb feel luck. and they allude to that as jokes in the movie like, yeah about how his methods are and didn't I pick this for a topic I picked Ethan Hunt for a topic we did something like. We did something like stupid heroes or illogical heroes, illo- some shit like that. Yeah, I can't and, remember. And uh, but yeah. I picked him because he he always goes off like he never executes the plan, and he always does some outlandish shit that he hopes works, mm-hmm. and it works. And obviously that's not realistic, but it's a fucking action movie, bro. Um, and I think God, it's just it's just such a treat to be able to go see an action movie in the theaters. And I just don't think we get like a good action movie. Where like I actually feel the same thrills I felt when I was a kid when I'd watch an action movie as an adult, yeah. and uh, yeah, I would say this movie is just really really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, it stumbles a little bit, but I think the stumbles are so like they're I think hardly this, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like so minor and like I, I'm, I'm honestly like, I would agree. There's rare occasions where during an action movie I'm like like kind of like. You're like sitting there. You're like tense. You know. You're especially like. Well, when I would the, say stumble. I would say its main flaw holds it back from being like a unique, refreshing movie. Is just it is the, paint, the plot. Yeah, it's paint by numbers. It's nothing too crazy. It's very. But it's like it's it's like they're given this simple plot, and they're like, in what's order the for best the, way facilitate the do, action? What's the best way to make a movie with that? overdone plot mm-hmm. they they made it like the best yeah. possible way it seems i think i think the uh i think one of my favorite scenes it's on the tr- it's in the trailer is like one of the bathroom step fight scene 
dude, it's so fucking brutal, dude. I was like, Sinner, I love that shit. Like, it was just... There's a lot of us, like, like, hand-to-hand. It's very... it's like a you feel it. It's like a deep bass drum. Like you feel it. You like feel the punch. Soul. Yeah. Like well, I, Henry Cavill. Even huge even in this if it's movie. not a even yeah, if it's not is. a fight scene, it could be like you know, just like a crash or something or any little thing a car does or a motorcycle or a like someone fighting with their fists. It yeah. always everything is meticulously like impactive. Like there was like a scene where a fucking car does like a one eighty off a little staircase and it was like practical and it was just so damn good looking yeah compare i mean i don't want to keep comparing it to another film franchise that is getting up there in numbers i was watching uh, this movie but yeah it's oh what were you gonna say i was gonna say i was just thinking like so well like take that money this movie must have cost a fortune um but like take that money and and spend it in the most tasteful way possible i was just thinking about like all the other like, like industries and countries around the world looking up to this movie as this fucking beacon of like, of action movie execution. Yeah. Just like this is how you spend a ton of money on a movie and do it right. Yeah, you put it in all the right places. Yeah, you put the money like in the action where it needs to go. Like no yeah. bullshit. No. Uh. Any anyone anyone has any? Oh, uh, you can go ahead. Oh, uh, I think I agree with with Thomas overall. It's just this movie just, as an action film, I think it just hits all the right notes for me. Uh, even in this more simplistic scenes with the fighting, hand-to-hand combat, I thought it was just so really well done. It doesn't do what most action films do nowadays where it's just like cutting every fucking five seconds and you don't see what is happening in front of you. You feel every impact. You feel every like hard hit. Uh, uh, in terms of the set pieces, I think... I don't remember. I, that's the problem. I haven't seen a lot of these Mission Impossible movies in a couple of years, so I, I really want to go back and rewatch some of the set pieces. But I just these again. I think it just hits that same caliber of even if it's like low stakes. There's uh, a halo jump, or is that what they call them when they're jumping? Halo from, jump, yeah. Yeah, when they're jumping from like a certain like height. Even that scene, even though it wasn't that technically complicated in terms of like what is happening, how many moving parts, it was still thrilling and exciting. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I just think this franchise just knows knows its characters, knows how to deliver comedy in the right moments without pandering to the audience. It doesn't need this like overly fluffed up story in order to be relatable because I was talking to Sean we were walking because we went to go see the same time and I was saying like it's weird. Ethan Hunt's a very relatable guy. Like he just seems in his own way like as a person you can kind of relate to like his struggle yeah. of trying to balance, you know, you know, obviously we can't relate to his act like because he's a fictional character, but he just seems like some someone you can kind of relate to in, in the the actions that he does and like the things he will go out of his way towards for his friends and the people he cares about. And mm-hmm. but the thing is, it's not like the movie doesn't fall in that crux. It's not like this is what we're going to pin our franchise on because, like I said before, there's other movies that do that, and it's like over reliance. And the characters at that point are like. Yeah, they're a mile wide, but an inch deep, you know? You know, there's nothing else to them other than, like, they state, like, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of characters have to state what they feel or what, they, what, what are they doing. But with at least Tom Cruise in this performance and overall in the franchise is that you get it through the interactions through his friends and his, co- uh, his colleagues and then also his own, like, internal reactions to the things he's dealing with, especially... I don't know, this movie's weird. It's like, it shouldn't fucking work. 
you would think like this movie would be just just like it's shitty. Like we're we're coming up on what? What number is this? The sixth, seventh one? This is the sixth. And you know, it, you would think it would slow down, but I feel like it's just as strong as it was in the beginning of the franchise conception. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's just going to still stay at that level if they keep it or if they treat it with that same respect. Uh, no, I definitely had a great time with this and uh, can't wait for the next one. Harvey? Thoughts? Um, I guess the first thing that I... First thing I really like about this movie is uh, how it's shot and how it looks. Um, shot on film? Yeah, it was shot by Rob Hardy. He also did like Annihilation and um, did Ex Machina, a few other movies. He's, um, I think this is definitely one of his best movies that he shot. There's some, there's some scenes in here that they look so fucking beautiful. It's, it's difficult to, I don't know, to believe that you're watching a, an action movie. I, I haven't really seen action movies that are that are shot like this, and I think this is one of the best shot movies of the of the year for me. Um, there's so many great scenes, especially like, um, like the water scene or, where the, 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 the truck or the, whatever the van gets like, uh, knocked into the water and just seeing that wall of water, like, I don't know. There's like this balance that this dude just, I guess, like innately knows. Um, that scene reminds me of uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. He just has like this fucking, uh, this amazing, um, eye for beauty and catching catching it in the shots and i think that really really um helps to serve up like some really good uh action scenes especially it's um it's amazing how how great those scenes look um i haven't really seen like a lot like a lot of action driven scenes that this dude has shot in, like in the past films but in this one like it, it it looks like he has been doing um action movies his entire life especially like um the bathroom scene, like uh, like you guys mentioned earlier, there's so much like work that went into this movie. It's hard to believe that they would do all this for a fucking action movie. It's crazy. It's like everyone has to be like a fucking like expert like at their craft. Like the the cinematography is incredible. The 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 combat scenes are amazing. So whoever did the choreo- choreography has to be fucking amazing. Whoever that is. Like the, everything looks so, so authentic and so exciting. Um, I think it definitely provides a lot of uh, a lot of great action. Like some of the best chase scenes I've seen in a really long time. Um, it definitely does not fail from an action standpoint. I do believe that it does have its issues. Um, like what Shoma mentioned earlier, the writing isn't original or um, groundbreaking in any, any way. And I think it falters a little bit, especially like in the, the the beginning of the third act or the end of the second act. Um, there's this law that, that, um, that, I, that I felt that it kind of took away from the action. But um, aside from like the unoriginality, it's, it's one of the best uh, action movies I've seen in a really long time. I think it's better than Rogue Nation. It, I think it's definitely at the top of the franchise. It's right up there with Ghost Protocol for me. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting like a whole lot of uh, new shit in terms of like the characters and uh, the way they interact with each other, the ni- dynamics. I think they were all just fine the way they were. Um, but yeah, this movie just did a really good job of delivering some amazing action sequences. And um, yeah, the the story didn't fuck up that, basically. 
I think uh, the, the story was just designed in a way to deliver that action. And I think uh, the the story, even further, it's like unoriginality and um, and and um, just being overdone. It didn't uh, detract, I think, too mm-hmm. heavily from that. I think it's interesting that um, this series in particular, uh, they've only made six of them, right? Versus uh, the James Bond movies. They've been uh, since, what, the 60s? Yeah, that's a great and, comparison. And they, they still make the James Bond films. But that film, the series is not tied to any particular actor. They're interchangeable because the the character is set up for the story, not the actor. In this movie, they've only made six of them, but it's been like, what, 25 years or something like that since the first one came out. And it still works, and the, still, and the same actor is still playing, and it's still successful. And they're also uh, all diverse. Every film in this franchise, except obviously Rogue Nation, are almost completely different from each other. I still think this one is different than Rogue Nation. You, you look at the first one. The first one, Mission Possible, directed by Brian De Palma. That one is a straight-up espionage movie. There isn't yeah, much totally action. dark. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of... Um, Thrilling moments in that movie with the the most famous, probably considered the most famous scene in any like espionage movie of him um, gliding down with the rope and he's like right. trying to get like the shit from the safe. Um, and then you look at the second movie, John Woo's movie, where it's just straight up an action blowout. Explosions, yeah. Which him is, riding a motorcycle away from an explosion. Yeah, like, which is, you know, it's probably, it was a bomb when that movie came out and i still like that metallica song and there that movie was, <laughs> that one was supposed to wipe the franchise out but then jj abrams came in and set up this new format which worked with mi3 and that one it was villain versus uh ethan hunt and everything uh, surrounding that and it was done really well and the action pieces were amazing they, they took more of the james bond approach in that one yeah. yeah then ghost protocol came out and it was just heavy on action heavy on set pieces with action and really smart like Science fiction too, right? Yeah. yeah, that too as well. And a lot of that's when I feel like the cinematography really shined was in uh, Ghost Protocol. I feel like we can honestly break these films into like distinctive periods because I feel <laughs> crazy, like right? yeah, because like obviously I feel like one, two, and three <sighs> were were in terms of like I think they're finding their footing right. still with what they wanted to do with this franchise. And I think with the because I haven't seen Ghost Protocol, but I've heard that's the best from everyone. What? And uh, and uh, I feel like that was like a distinctive doing? shift in the franchise. Like everyone's just like, it's like it was never bad. Which to begin is weird with. because, like I was saying, everyone's all these movies besides uh, Rogue Nation is directed by a different director. Yeah, uh, Ghost Protocol was made by Brad Bird, who yeah. was coming off of Pixar movies and Disney films. And he made yeah. that movie, and uh, he did a really good job at it. Um, you, like you have like Asian, like you have an Asian uh, director. Mm-hmm. Who brought his style to the franchise and didn't work? And you have a uh, a suspense thriller director, Brian De Palma. Yeah, that worked. And you have um, what uh, Chris McGuire? What has he done? He's done like indie films. Uh, yeah. He did a Way of the Gun, which is great. So he was coming from like doing action but movies. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, it's weird that this franchise still works. And you, I would say, like obviously the person behind it is Tom Cruise, because uh, the name is attached to his character. And could you see any? Yeah, can you see anyone else? Yeah, doing no, it? that's what I'm getting at. If they no. pulled like a born, it wouldn't work because the reason why this movie works and the reason it's making money and the reason they're making it was because of Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt and him playing that character. For and, sure. Yeah, and um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, we got somebody coming in. I just it's lost like, my thought. Um, but um, I was gonna say that um, 
that was their plan with Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner was supposed to take over the head of uh, MI6. MI6. No, MI6 is IMF. MI6 is the other one. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, then they realized they wouldn't work because the franchise wasn't wouldn't Ooh, sustain thank itself. God. Thank God. And I mean, Jeremy Renner has tried this before with the Bourne series, and that didn't work out well either. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, who what is he doing trying to take over all these espionage movies? Yeah, so I don't know. Who are you? And they realized that this movie is tied to Tom Cruise, and he was actually the person who uh, this, what these movies are what based on books, right? Mm-hmm. And he was the person who pushed uh, MGM to make these movies. They didn't want to make these movies, and he produced he's a, he's produced every single one of these movies creatively financially and starring in it um and that's what i was saying it's weird that this movie works of making this movie for 20 something years and only makes well, making six of it um i would say this is probably my favorite um in the franchise taking ghost protocol i agree with everyone uh, the actions film well it sounds good um and the movie is honestly stealing its own ideas from past films and just like recycling their own plot but it works because of the characters that we have and the casting is always great. Every film has a very diverse cast and yeah. this one's pretty well too with Henry Cavill in there and I think he works well as like, I won't say what he really does in the movie, it might be a spoiler, but he works as a good dynamic uh, in the previous film. Jeremy Renner yeah. plays that character in a way, but a little bit different. Yeah, I like I like uh, that's why I like that 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 scene that fight scene is because you see they're both distinctive ways of handling a situation. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's almost it's funny because it's just like the laptop because yeah. because it's because we have Tom Cruise who's traditionally is more of a tacticianer and like really like thinking what is going to be next. Where Henry Cavill's character is very much I think they said it best brute, in the trailers like force. the hammer. Yeah, like, yeah, you know he's very much brute force, and you see you see a lot of that throughout the film, and I think it provides like. An element of comedy, but also just it's. it's I also it's it's it's, it's I, fun. I saw one of my favorite things. So you kept saying is this movie wouldn't work without Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt, and I think this movie was intentionally saying that by making this some sort of love letter to Ethan Hunt. And what I mean by is I don't think they in any of the other movies they really explored his. His no, they didn't. Who he is as much as they did in this one, in the sense that like why he does the things he does, why or like his approach to uh, getting things done, and and his compassion for others around him is very heavily spoken about in this movie, and it just solidifies even more why I love Ethan Hunt and why I will keep showing up to see him on screen. Yeah, um, I don't think this is his last one. I think he's probably going to do like another one or two of them before he really uh, steps down because nah, keep, he's, keep he's old. He's, he's like what, like fifty something now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fucking elderly see, version it, of it. It's just going to get more ridiculous when a sixty-five year old is running the way he yeah, runs. Yeah, he I'm like, okay, you can't, can't do that. Keep jumping. Well, he's a Scientologist. So his he, he actually might be done aging. Right. So um, me and yeah. him are the same height. I didn't know that. Was there talks that he left the Scientology? Or was that Jason? Oh, I don't know. That's Jason Lee. He left. Oh, so was is Tom Cruise still chilling with him? Yeah, probably. Tom Cruise is like kind of hanging out. But uh, yeah, I would say the highlight of this movie is definitely the action pieces. Um, one of the best action pieces in the movie for me is the Halo jump with him and uh, Henry Cavill. And that was great. Yeah, and the lightning the way, scene. Yeah, the way it's <laughs> shot, it's, it's beautiful. fucking. It, it looks incredible. Yeah. Um, the yeah. ending, I'm not, sometimes it's all, uh, the giant ending action pieces always fall off for me just because they just look so massive and like cluttered. 
this one actually works pretty well. That last scene of that destruction looks amazing. And how everything's everything looks like it hurts. Like you can yeah. feel the pain from these characters and which is uh which is pretty effective. It doesn't look uh hyper unrealistic or anything like that. I also like the ending in the way that it um it it obviously feels like there's gonna be another one. So I like Yeah, well it they have they have to set it up in case. If it, yeah there's no plans to actually do anything. I know, but it made me feel comfortable knowing that the isn't, options are Isn't that great that uh writers and people that create things like just films that got together and like we're gonna tell a self contained story and not expect or try to make a fucking sequel. I'm tired of movies that just like basically like sooner like, Don't worry, you'll answer these questions yeah. later on. Or like they, it's just like no, it's a self-contained Honestly, story. It's think, focused. It's clear what it's trying to do. I think Marvel should not release movies, but every six years. No, I agree. I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't hate. I would it. love every that, Marvel. That would movie. force them yeah. to not set up other films because they don't know if they're gonna make. Yeah, another. I don't but know. But you imagine like how good each one would be. Yeah, and how like, like excited you'd be. Yeah, you'll be excited. It's like what they're doing. It's like the Star Wars fatigue, where it's just like it's just like every always building up to the next one. Same thing with the Fast franchise where it's just like, he's like, oh, don't worry, you're going to get another one and here's, you know, here's here's what's going to be leading up to and it's just yeah. like, it's like, fuck, man, just like stop leading us somewhere and just tell a story. Just tell this story. Yeah. Let us get to know at God, least some, something more about these characters Literally, or like at least give us an, something entertaining to watch. Yeah. One thing I would say, very small, that I didn't, that it kind of, I was disappointed by is that they didn't use the theme suite as the other the original movies as well in this one they don't really use it in this one there's I thought they it's were like a variation use, of it i think the the score in the trailer is incredible yeah that the, this one doesn't have that that uh scene where they capitalize on that that suite yeah like the ghost protocol there's one that was amazing and it just like made me like yeah. get butterflies when i heard it i agree with you that's a pretty small thing but the score is still pretty good in it's still good and it, just it does the, have like these like drum beats and these like percussion things that are just random and I love shit like that. Uh, I think that's all I have to say. Anybody else? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. There, I'm hard pressed to talk about anything else because the, the action is just so fucking good in this. It's difficult to talk about other aspects of the movie. Um, yeah. I just can't stress enough how incredible those action sequences were. And um, I think they're some of the best I've, seen in this entire franchise um there's several like great chase scenes some of the best i've ever seen um especially like the one where the bike scene where she's chasing him on the bike and uh even the helicopter the helicopter scene like the fucking the balls to fucking shoot that 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 had to be so fucking difficult that all these uh action scenes were practical as well which is scary that helicopter scene was fucking dunkirk status yeah that, that was absurd um, yeah, I don't, I want to give it away, but but yeah, just like imagine the difficulty around fucking making this. That's movie what I'm saying. I was like when I when I said it's so I, special. When I hold this movie on like this beacon, where I just imagine that, like, you show this to someone in the world who who's never seen American action movies, like, like holy fuck, yeah. you know, like holy fuck. It's it's done so well, and um, yeah, everyone. Uh, Obviously, they came on to this movie. They're so fucking good and dedicated to the craft. It, it it's like a showcase for like some of the best people. I think probably yeah. Like I, in the that's industry. that's a great point. Like I think I think you get like a squad. There's no fucking B squad. Yeah. They're like get the boys. Like get 
to get the guys or whoever the hell they need to get to make this shit fucking like the masterpiece it needs and to they, be. You know what? Then they take like, what? when did uh, the last one come out? 2015? Uh, uh, Probably. Long, yeah, because because I remember yeah. specifically it was a summer. It was this during the yeah, summer and yeah. I was like my was first summer. Summer 2015. Yeah, it was a first summer like moving back to New York. And I remember watching that and I was just like, it's like, fuck man, this shit was great. Walking out of the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, uh, like, yeah, it was 2015. I'm surprised they pulled this shit off in three years. Shot back to back. They must have, yeah. One thing I am curious about is like the development of Ethan Hunt and where, like, where does he go next? I would, I would like a, to see like a good ending for that character. Um, Chill. <laughs> I think, I think, I think it would be beautiful. That's the thing about Hollywood is they that need they need a, a Paul Walker. They anything. will, they will never. I, I think they'll never probably, leave this franchise alone. Like that, actually. They will never leave this franchise alone. Like, let's say Tom Cruise decides to walk away from this shit. He's just like, you know what? I'm done. He'll do one more, and that's it. And then, yeah, we'll see a little hiatus for maybe like a couple years. But they will try to re- they will try to bring it back. Probably. probably and it makes but, me want to have a kid. I mean, <laughs> so this I is like, like probably these are the action biggest, movies of my time. Biggest lottery ticket here. What'd you say? Sorry. This is probably their biggest franchise and the biggest moneymaker in yeah. GM. Yeah. I mean, they're going up against this clusterfuck of, of franchises. It's and I think it and the fact that they came out the gate saying, you know what? We might wait a few years every sequel, but look how much fucking better Look look at the look at the money that we're bringing in because this shit costs yeah. half as less as Infinity War. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Half. Like, it's like, I love that this franchise is still fucking, and you don't get like, it's not young fucking action stars or like, you know, some generic who gives a fuck, like, just like, oh, you know, this handsome, good looking guy, you pull him from fucking screen and put for him. half of yeah. Infinity War when Infinity War was 90% CGI. It's because of CGI. I mean, CGI is pretty cheap. I think that, I think, it's, I think that the whole movie CGI. <laughs> no, I think that went to all the actors and, and I stuff guess. Like My that. character myself is Paramount, not MGM. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just love that this franchise uses like just like you know, cr- good actors and they have great chemistry and they just kind of walk into the theater and, and just like show, show everyone else how it's done. Like this is how you make a fucking good forced act. corny jokes. No, not yeah. at all. Not everyone is clever yeah. in the and movie. It doesn't have like one-liners all the time. <sighs> there's a couple, but, no, but like, I feel like they're really horrible one-liners. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're like they're they're kind of tastefully done and put in moderation it's not like at every it's not every five seconds someone has something clever yeah. to say it's just you know you're letting a scene breathe you're letting things happen and you don't have someone being a smart ass every five seconds which will get annoying after mm-hmm. a while <laughs> this movie's great man this movie's great i can see it again and fuck yeah. fuck every other action movie that's come out God, this summer i love action bro goddamn man masculinity that's rated i guess i guess so go for it steve man uh i had a fucking great time uh, I think my only negative is, I guess, is the the I guess you say bland story, but I think it's in service to the action and it makes it just kind of rushes along. And I, I, regardless of what the story is, I think we got a good in, like insight into the main character, which I wasn't really expecting. Uh, I'll give this like I'll give it a heavy four, man. I really had a great time. Give it cool. a heavy four. Shomo. No, you. Oh, uh, I'll give it a four and a half. God damn. Four like and a half lot. for me too. 
I think it's a feat to make a movie this big in in terms of franchise and and, the, and it still be good. Yeah, like six movies later, it'd still be that good. Right. What What I dare say was there no green screen in this whole fucking movie? I'm sure there was. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there was. was, but I'm just saying, like in general, like, pretty sure Tom Cruise didn't jump from helicopter to helicopter. Well, that's <laughs> that's what I mean. Like not like that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like you shut up. Okay. But like, but I'm saying like it's just like this. Damn, it's so it's so refreshing to see like. Actual we didn't talk about scenes. we didn't talk well, about Tom Cruise running yet, but Harvey's got to rate it. Yeah, we, we could talk about that after. Yeah, um, I think it's it's probably a four and a half for me, um, dude. Yeah, the last only thing, four movies. Yeah, the only rated. the only thing that prevents this from being like a perfect movie is the story. But aside from that, this it's so fucking perfectly done. Like it is they, got, they brought the A squad in. So yeah, that, there is a scene with him running. If you're wondering, and you haven't seen it yet. Um, he's running and hard. I, and I think this for a full minute. It's very self-aware. It glorifies yeah. his fucking running. They're like, look at this run. There's like a scene where and they like, like they pan. It's They're clearly like, <laughs> sped up and edited. Yeah. Are you yeah. not entertained? Yeah, it's uh, I, he's so running really fast. <laughs> Honestly, I was out of breath watching it. I was like, this motherfucker can run. It's not so much how long or how fast he can run. It's the way he runs. It's the way he runs. And there's a shot. He runs shot. like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> he he should have like been. in place. He, he never diverts. He should have been in fucking Judgment Day. Yeah. Instead of what's, what's that guy's name? Liquid guy. Liquid Metal. <laughs> the actor. Whatever. Should have been Tom Cruise because he would have caught up to them hard. <laughs> He's got them feet. He would have. Arnold Schwarzenegger would be like, damn, this dude is quick. All right. Or more like. Damn, this dude's quick. What the hell was that? that? <laughs> All right, we're really gonna end it right there. We're <laughs> gonna fucking like end a, it right there. Is that an Indian accent? Oh my god! Damn. It was. It wasn't until after the first word came out of my mouth, I realized that I wouldn't be able to do an Arnold uh, impre- impression with Arnold. those words. Like I could say Arnold. He's so, like from Boston. Yeah, you sound like that's a Boston <laughs> accent. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, my name is Arnold. Okay. Moving on? Yeah, we got to move on. Let's uh, pick a movie for next week. I got a list up here. It's not looking too hot. Ooh, yeah. We don't, we've been seeing a lot of gems, though, huh? There's a lot of shit in theaters. Um, like, okay, so next time. week, uh, keep in mind, we don't have to do something that comes out exactly on Friday. We could do something that came out this week that we skipped over. But um, we got Christopher Robin, Death of a Nation, Eighth Grade Gets a Wide Release, Never Going Back. And, uh, yeah, the big release is Christopher Robin. We can come back to this. <laughs> yeah. We can come back to this. <laughs> I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> I kind of want to watch I'm it. I'm not though. watching it. I, wa- I kind of want to watch liked, it. My girlfriend liked, really wants to see it, so I'm going to watch it. I liked Winnie the Pooh when I was I a kid. I love Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's a great cartoon, but I'm not watching this fucking movie. It looks kind of heartwarming. Um, What's the we, Darkest what's, Minds? What's out what right that? now that we can oh, see? The Darkest Minds looks weird. There's the miseducation of Cameron Post getting a... a, a we could do... I don't know. Can't do 8th grade. That's, 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 uh, we'll come back to this. I did like a 20-minute review. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. Um, no big deal. Hot Summer Nights is getting a limited release. Let's do Hot Summer Nights. Think so? Yeah, Timothy Shaw. I don't know for sure if it's playing those. This could be wrong. Let's put a pin on it then before put yeah. right, we're gonna sure. put a, it's probably gonna be hot summer nights. We'll post it midweek on Instagram. It, it could be the equalizer too. <laughs> Mama Mia. No, I can't do that. I haven't seen the first, so I'll be very lost. Mama Mia. 
Alright, um, okay, so let's move along then to our topic. Ooh, the Mexicans. Let's, uh, let's talk about some um, good chase scenes and why it's a good chase scenes. And uh, yeah. And why good or bad chase scenes are bad chase scenes. Sure, no, just talk sure. about just like... Alright, so this topic just came up when I was watching the movie today. When I was, uh, I, I noticed that it's just like they had several chase scenes in the fucking movie and they're all just thrilling. Like, they kept me engaged and I cared. Uh, like uh, what the, like what the stakes were, uh, and and I, and I made me think about like it's like what are bad chases? And there's chase scenes sometimes where I'm just like, can this shit just be over with? Like the moment the chase scene starts, I'm like, fuck man, this is this is gonna be rough. And the one movie of recent memory that I think of that had a really bad chase scene was the uh, opening to Solo. It had like this really weirdly placed. It was like a weirdly placed part of the movie, and I'm like, it's like why is this? Why is this starting this way? Like, I don't know. It just, it wasn't engaging enough. And I just want to kind of figure out, like, what makes a chase scene work? Like, does placement matter? Like, where it's, it's placed? several where, elements. It, was it, is it where it's placed in the film? Is it the, I mean, I feel like the score no. has a bit to do with it. I feel like, because I, the only reason I'm saying placement is because, like, when we're having, let's say, an action sequence occurred, right, and the characters are trying to get away, or they're trying to catch someone, I feel like the momentum from that scene is carrying throughout that, right? So let's say a movie just starts and the chase scene's kind of occurring. Does that does that kind of make it like, eh. No, I think you could start with a chase scene if it's well done. If it's well done. Is there, like, I'm trying to think of any really... I think what it, what it boils down for me is um, it has to be a mixture of stakes, high stakes. So, like, in this movie, there's some high stakes because... I think w- what I like, oh, I should have talked about since in the fucking review, um, and obviously this movie that we just watched is inspiring this, this topic a little bit, um, but I, what I would say is like the Mission Impossible series can, like Ethan Hunt, he's not perfect, right? And sometimes things go wrong, right? And you never really know what's going to happen at the end of a chase scene with him, right? Yeah. And I think that combined with just well done action, like I think it just comes down to visually aesthetic looking action. Yeah. And I think if you're able to make a chase scene, if they're doing some crazy shit, and this and this movie's got it all. It's got wheels, foot, air, you know, water. Not really water, but um, but yeah, I think you just the action needs to be there. And the stakes need to kind of be there too. Like I think you need to really feel the need to, you know, to be chased or to chase, right? Like, yeah, or like get, get yeah, exactly. I I just realized one movie that I adore and I think we all kind of adore as well that actually kind of starts with the chase scene and kind of Baby Driver. Well, yeah, Baby Driver. I did not I adore thought, that movie. I thought, I thought you were gonna say Baby Driver. But I was actually gonna say Drive. It does start, and it does, yes, and, 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 and that sets, right? yeah, it's effective, and it keeps, it sets the tone of the film. But you know, the the stake, the stakes are high there. You know, yeah. So maybe, maybe it doesn't yeah. matter about the placement. I think it's how the way it's introduced, or yeah. like what is happening within that 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 moment in time. So I think Drive is a is really. I mean, I, I don't say the whole film's chasing, but there is moments where I think are really gripping moments in For terms sure, of like getting yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, what are like some that are like just shit? Um. <laughs> To put it, to put it, uh, mildly, just you know, shit chase scenes. The ones that are just like kind of like, because uh, it does take up a good chunk of time in the movie. And you just kind of want to get to where, 
you want to hit another beat. Uh, like, Mad Max is one giant. It's the whole movie's a chase scene, and I think it works. That inherit, yeah, that inherently works. Um, but that's only because of the the insanely over the top action that they're performing, and, and it works. I think. I think. Um, I you know now that you're saying I can't think of bad chase scenes. I know they're out there. Uh, I. I don't know. I, mean, I have a vendetta against this franchise, I guess, but fast t- series, fa- fast series in general. I feel like sometimes I don't know. They're, they're, I remember the last one. They had this one scene where they're uh, obviously the submarine the Arctic or whatever. It was. Yeah, that was just it was just so ridiculous. I think it was because at that point I was just fatigued, and I'm like, all right, this shit just needs to kind of end for me right now. <laughs> like, please, please, God. Uh, I was kind of like, I don't know. It was just, okay, yeah. I guess yeah. That that scene. Um, I think if a character does something so ridiculous that it pulls you out of the movie, I'm pretty sure The Rock stopped a it, well, a, he, a he rocket. got out of a car like and pushed it. I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's not impossible. No, it's not. It's no, just but like, I, don't scene, mind, I don't no, mind. I don't mind scene, ridiculous shit. There's a scene in the beginning of the movie, Fast, whatever we just saw. The fate. Yeah, not not the, the ending, but the the one in the beginning where he like jumps off a car into another car from a very high elevation. <laughs> And like Ethan Hunt would do that, but he would do it in a different way, where it'd be possible, and, it, and he pro- would probably get very injured, right? Because he's imperfect. He's not exactly a superhero, like mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that goes boils down to what I said earlier: the stakes. Like when you see The Rock do it, you know there's no stakes involved. Yeah, you know, like how about uh another great another great one is I feel like the born. The Bourne series really has like track record of having like really great car chase scenes that we, we didn't mention this, but cinematography is very important. Cin- yeah, I think cinematography. You have to know what the hell. Like, I feel like having that. Like if you're capturing somebody running and it doesn't look good. as intense as it could be, then you're you're not doing yeah. it right. At the end of this, I mean, not even I don't want to say the end, but just like throughout the film, you see Tom Cruise is like booking it, and yeah, we we joke around about it, but it does capture like. That intensity, yeah, like, this, like he he, you, you feel really it. like see it in his being that he's trying to catch up to this person. Yeah, Jason Bourne had the worst chase scene in all of the franchise. I haven't seen Jason Bourne. I didn't want to because I was afraid that it would ruin it for me. I it believe I saw it and forgot all about it. <laughs> they, the ending chase scene is pretty bad in Las Vegas. It just looks so messy and yeah. unoriginal. Um, yeah, now I want to talk about Baby Driver, but. Yeah, uh, I think Baby Driver, especially the ending, the or not the ending, but the opening of Baby Driver is like a, like a six minute long uh, chase when they're robbing the bank yeah. and uh, to him getting away in the uh, Subaru. Um, but yeah, that one is really really good, and I think it's because um, I don't know, kind of like what Sean just said, it's not it's not messy. Um, I think everything is very, it's shot very well and it's shot very concise and clear and um you can see where he's going and you see what the what uh what is happening at all, at all times and it's also really interesting to look at um chase scenes for the most part are generally like segues they're like segues from like one scene or one situation to the next and i think whoever can uh design that that segue to be as interesting and as fun as possible that's basically what makes a good chase scene and I think that one is really interesting and really fun to look at. Um, Edgar Wright is really good with that shit. It, anyways, um, we haven't really seen a lot of like action movies from him, but he's always been really good at making 
uh, sort of mundane or like transitional uh, scenes look really fucking yeah, good. Yeah, that's a great point. He does yeah. like he the, yeah exactly the most mundane shit yeah. possible and just able to transition and just make it just keep you keep you focused on what's happening on screen. Yeah, like he's 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 always been really great at that. You look at like Hot Fuzz and stuff like um, Simon Pegg's character like transferring from London to the fucking whatever that town was. Like it, it, it's really, really fun to look at and really engaging, and I think that's what made him uh, t- turn out to be such a good uh, chase scene director. Um, yeah, I think uh, I don't know, probably on like a weird level too. I think chase scenes kind of reveal things about like the characters and 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 uh, you said you guys said that the stakes are are always uh, involved in that, and I think that it helps uh, to kind of shape characters in, in a way. And I think um, good movies, if they're a good movie with an action sequence with action sequences and a chase scene, generally those uh, I think those chase scenes will be good. If that makes sense, if they're a good movie. Oh, uh, one more thing. Yeah, maybe the most important thing, and the, the most important role in, for the chasing is the editor. Yeah, that's I think the editing to- is crazy important. Yeah, like you you have to roll the Hit momentum the from one yeah. shot off onto the next. Yeah, no, you have to cut it. Yeah, right knowing when to cut is like a a talent that people don't really uh, think about. Like uh, knowing what, not only knowing like what footage to use, but knowing when to cut from a specific scene to the next, and knowing where to pick up at. It's a and there's a rhythm to it. Yeah. Like if you have a five second long scene, like one shot. And then the next scene is two seconds long, like depending on how it fits together. It has to be rhythmic. Yeah. I'm going to reference a couple movies. Um, my favorite chase scenes of all time is on foot. I always think it just looks really good, like running, because yeah. you feel the person running away and you feel their exhaustion. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, one movie that does a really good job of it is this Korean movie called Chaser. And that movie, um, hey. the lead is uh, chasing a, um, a rapist. And they're running through these like back alleys and like uh, main streets of Korea, and you and the lead, the detective, he's kind of like out of shape and he's older, and you feel his pain, and he's running as fast as he can, and he's taking breaks in between his chase and to gasp for air, and it's shot so amazingly well, and uh, you feel it, and it looks so good, and and he's just running. Another film that does a really good chase scene. Uh, is Apocalypto, of course. That movie is known for yeah, chase. That, yeah, that movie is one, again, that's another movie that falls in the category. Yeah, giant chase scene. Yeah, that one, though, I'm talking about the one where he initially runs away and they're yeah. throwing their arrows at him and he's just running through like the terrain and it looks amazing. And I would probably say, if not my favorite chase scene of all time, is uh, 28 days la- or 28 weeks later. Yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna say. That's a good one. The where, fucking opening chasing. Yeah, that, that shit's he like incredible. throws down the barn doors and he's like running through the field and like we're like following him and, and it's just like a shot of his face. And he like sees zombies you, behind. You can him. like see the yeah that one's like good for. Yeah, that one's amazing. I've, I've seen that, that scene so many. Yeah, times. that one's good for a few reasons. You can see the horror and the terror in his face and you know what the stakes yeah, and he's are. Like, and he's like crying defined. as he's running because yeah. he just left his wife and um, daughter yeah. behind. It's that, amazing. That too. That, that's such a. Such a good fucking movie. Damn, yeah, Such that's a, a great scene. movie. Um, but yeah, I like uh, I like foot chases. Another good foot chase is probably French Connection when they're running through like um, New York, and just looks great. Like him running up and down like the subway stairs, like these stairs that we walk every day to our train. But they're like running up and down. It's beautiful. He's like falling down and shit. You could also um, well, all right. Or what what about really good what about too. low yeah. low action chase scenes? Um, I would say well, one, Chaser, that's pretty much a long yeah. action. I would say one that I remember specifically 
um, where the where it's not quite as action packed was a, a most violent year. Do you remember that? Yeah, when he's running through New York. Yeah, and then they get caught on the freeway and stuff, mm-hmm. on and then it turns into a foot chase. Yeah, I think that was a, a, very, a very well done, uh, like toned down chasing, like purposely toned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about boat chases? Anything? Any good boat references? Boat, boat chases. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any great. Besides the pirates movies. <laughs> Slow ass fucking wind, just like. Yeah, we're catching up to him, guys. I mean, uh, Mission Impossible itself has some good boat chase scenes, and uh, I think Mission Impossible Three Mission has. Mission Impossible cha- covers it all. Yeah, it has a chase scene on a boat. Surprised I haven't gone in space yet. Um. Also, another great fucking chase scene on foot. It's Casino Royale, the very first oh, yeah. scene of him running that, through the oh, cranes. Yeah. Parkour. That yeah, was the first that was time amazing. we knew what parkour was. But yeah, I just love running chase scenes. I think they look great. And like, yeah, running chase scenes are great, especially if the, the yeah cinematography matches. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, you don't what about to. horse chases? Any any good horse chasing scenes? <laughs> horse <laughs> no, you're not just pulling. Now you really just. No, I'm trying to think of they're, different. They're uh, out there. They're out there. Vehicles. I can't think of any. Bicycles? Dirt, bicycles? Dirt bikes. Bicycle <laughs> Enduros? Uh, yeah, actually, there is one. Remember fucking uh, place Tomb Raider? On, dude, Place Me on the Pines chase Never is seen great. Tomb Raider. Oh, you didn't Not see the new, one, yeah. oh, the new one? That's the one the... where I had to call out to go to the museum. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, you did yourself a favor then. Um, I would say the place beyond the pines has that great chasing. It's so realistic. Yeah, I was thinking in the woods. Yeah, well, he's going to the cemetery and shit. Yeah. Um, where you, where you first... watching it, Steve? It's so good. still good, right? Yeah, I'm like, this is pretty wild. I've yeah. never seen this. you never seen this movie? I, I saw 28 Days, not Weeks. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I've never seen Weeks. It's good. It's also good. It's just as good. Yeah, I gotta scope it out. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. That I can think of any other yeah. stuff. No, I think we covered. Uh, yeah, I think we covered all of it. Covered it. Any any chase scenes in movies that are not action oriented or anything in that realm? Well, those are just like cat and mouse, right? Like, yeah, I feel like it's very like, like a slow, de- like in The Departed, where you like he's a tailing, like, like it's more like yeah. tailing, like uh, just trying to you know keep tabs on someone. Mm-hmm. And I guess in their own way, those can be thrilling, but just like yeah. not as effective. And it's more geared to a story purpose in terms of like, I don't know. I don't think like, you know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I feel like that's kind of different tonally in terms of like what a other you know some of these chase scenes are talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it, huh? Let's play this game. I've... I always forget that we do this every week. Yeah, where's the dice? It's right in front of you. Okay, I guess uh, we'll go back. We'll start. We'll restart this bitch. Oh, what right? do you mean? So we all play, and then we go back next week till the yeah. Because I don't think signs. you should be allowed to win, to be honest. Why? Well, I mean, you didn't because I owe Cartel Land. Yeah, I'll watch it this week. Motherfucker! I'll watch it. I I'll believe it's it. on something. It's on a. Uh, it's you know, on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, I have it uh, on my watch list. All right, no excuses. <laughs> all right, so I'll roll the first then. So this is called rolling. All right, dice. we're gonna reset the game. Here we go. We're gonna, gonna roll, roll a twelve-sided dice. Uh, the highest roller gets to sign a. Movie to the lowest roller, and Sean is shaking vigorously. He rolls uh, a six. Not looking good. That's middle of the road. It's not bad. I think. Uh, Get this bullshit. Got some good chances of people getting lower than that. Uh, yep. Sean well, rolls I a three. Totally rolled a fucking so far, three. I deserve to lose. Sean somehow. is winning. Um, I got a. God damn it! <laughs> got, got a, a one. one. Oh, yeah. This is bullshit. It's gonna be okay, Harvey. Harvey, roll a one. You gotta get. You gotta roll watch one. Cartel Land. Two. One, two, and three. That's and fucking... Sean, I guess, wins? Oh, I won. Well, uh, six. I wasn't prepared. I don't like this at all. 
This is great. I think this it's pretty is, funny. This is bullshit. That's kind of bullshit. bullshit. I think we should stop yeah, playing this game. Cartel lad. Dude, do it. I'm not, I'm not watching. You cartel. get to pass one movie on. You yeah, never. You, to, you never have to watch it. All right. So just at the top of my head, uh, I think I'm gonna give Harvey um, Brazil, uh, Terry Gilliam. Uh, I actually had to. I was forced to watch this movie um, in high school. What year is this? Uh, 1985. Uh, I'm a fan of the movie. I like Terry Gilliam for the most part. Uh, this movie was very controversial when it came out, actually. Um, not for anything within the plot or anything. Uh, things that surround the movie. That's what I remembered. But uh, I think it's a good film. I think you might like it. You like surrealistic mo- movies and noir and things like that, right? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Um, okay. Check it out. You'll probably have to purchase it somewhere or another. Great. Yeah. You got money, right? No, I don't. I'm poor. <laughs> I'll Venmo you. It's all chipping. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll, yeah, I guess uh, next week I'll, as well, I'll check out Cartel Land. I feel like yeah. I owe somebody that yeah, or something. Do. I mean, fuck that. It's Pat's a fucking movie, documentary. Well, I knew for Get Go, we, we, we need watch to give Doc's more. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now you're a Doc head now, huh? Yeah. Alright, so I guess that's it for us. Um, somebody drop the outro. Alright. Um. <laughs> Everybody looked around. Hey, uh. <laughs> If you, if you enjoyed the, uh, the the episode, thanks for tuning in. Check us out on uh, Facebook, Do The Right Film. We're on Instagram, Do The Right Film underscore podcast. We have Twitter, at Do The Right Film. Also, uh, yeah, get in contact with us. We have a website, too. It's DoTheRightFilm.com. You can drop us a line. And, uh, all of our episodes are on there to listen if you like them. Just like, easily scroll through. I know the using like some podcast apps it's hard to see every episode but if you're on a desktop at work you know you want to go back and hear what i had to say about uh coco or some shit i don't know why i thought of that but um yeah thanks for listening leave us a review on itunes if you enjoy the show and uh, always give us feedback we're always welcome it's good feedback not bad feedback just kidding we'll take care other than that you guys ready to uh, get this party started? Yeah, it's Saturday. We're about to get turned. Oh, I'm about yeah. to get lit. <laughs> Gucci. I haven't even seen I that hate movie, you. We're I'm ending this right now. I'm referencing yeah. a movie I haven't seen. But hey, I see. What do we need? That's right. Deep breathing hurts.